What does freedom mean? Tune in to LRN.FM to find out. LRN.FM is the Liberty Radio Network, a collection of live talk radio and podcasts, all coming from a principled pro-liberty perspective. LRN.FM show hosts aren't left, right, or conspiracy kooks. You can tune in 24-7 to LRN.FM via your phone, computer, satellite, and more. Listen free anytime at LRN.FM. That's LRN.FM. KKSM Oceanside. You know, women are a complicated bunch. AM 1320. They're like grapes. That's all I got, because I said bunch, yeah. then I thought of grapes. Radio Revolution. Welcome to another episode of Free Thought Radio on the Free Thought Media Network. Freethought TV can be found at YouTube by clicking on the TV icon at freethoughtmedia.org. Freethought Radio airs every Monday, 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, on KKSM, The Radio Revolution, which is AM 1320 in North County, San Diego, and Cox Cable Channel 957 in all of San Diego, and podcasts on iTunes at AAC. And on LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network's weekly podcast loop. The Free Thought Media team consists of student and citizen journalists, liberty activists, and occasional guest hosting by people from the alternative media world who all seek to challenge the corporate and state-controlled mainstream media status quo. The third hour of the Free Thought Media Network presents a simulcast of the Anti-Media Radio with host Nick Burnaby, also airing on UCY.TV, which also airs Wednesdays and Fridays exclusively at UCY.TV. Please go to theantimedia.org for more stories. Please visit Facebook.com slash FreeThoughtRadio, Facebook.com slash KKSMRadio, and Facebook.LRN.FM. And be sure to go to freethoughtmedia.org to donate Bitcoin. Good afternoon, everybody. If you can hear the sound of my voice, you are listening to Free Thought Radio. Hope everybody's having a wonderful afternoon. Uh, this is Mike Pastor sitting in for uh, Alex Fiddle, our contributor and uh, journalist here and mastermind of Free Thought Radio. Again, this is Mike Pastor guest hosting. Uh, <laughs> and also in the studio t- with me tonight is the Barrio. FEMA machine. Is that, is that SOS? I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's the Barrio FEMA machine. It doesn't have a lot to say about itself, but it loves to Wait. listen. Uh, there, there's a watchtower riff that uses the SOS. It's like kind of like, is it YY, YYZ is also Morse code for YYZ? It's like... <laughs> that, that, went, uh, that went way over my head. I, of course, I'm totally completely uh, musically uh, inept but um so i i came into uh to the station today and alex was eating an avocado with a uh indiana jones and legend of the crystal skull spoon with- now if you're watching the webcam you could see it at freethoughtmedia.org slash live it glows okay so it was out of a cereal Red. box yeah it was out of a cereal box so He's eating an avocado with this, and I'm just floored to the fact that, that somebody actually did, like, cross-marking for Indiana Jones and that new one, the you know, the crappy one, the not-good Indiana Jones movie, and decided it was a great idea to put to make a spoon and put it in a cereal box. It was just, I don't know if I want to call it genius, because it really wasn't, but 
Yet it's being used today. After how long ago was that movie made? Like three, I don't four know. years ago? Well, I, I had a organic avocado, and what I do is I cut it in half, take out the pit, and then put hemp seeds in the hole. And uh, if you can see the webcam, got Ziggy, Ziggy Marley, uh, hemp seed products. <laughs> no plug, because we actually sponsored by Hippie Butter hemp seed products. So sorry, Ziggy. <laughs> um, so but the, 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 the whole are. Uh, it, 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 when I, you know, I could light it up here, like you can see on the webcam, I could light it up and eat at the same time. He can and eat then, in the dark, actually, with And this. then I could show the ladies, you know, when I'm eating, they could see the, you know, the food that I'm chewing with my teeth and my mouth is all lit up red. So it's totally attractive and everything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or, or at least curious. Um, yeah. So, but, but I'll take that and relate it to organic food. Yes, yeah. So, he, so he's eating somehow. hemp seeds with an avocado, and that brings us to somehow that brings us to our interview tonight, who is John Bush, uh, a longtime activist and a creator of this uh, pretty cool little uh, reality TV show he's got going. They filmed three episodes so far, and they're trying to get somebody to pick it up. It's called Sovereign Living, and what it's about is about, you know, getting off the grid. And I don't mean, like, dig a hole, build a bunker, and hide in there with your tinfoil hat on. I'm talking about, like, how is it that you actually go about doing all those things to be self-sufficient, like creating your own electricity, which is very difficult to create enough to be completely off the grid and not get anything from, like, the local power company. Uh, source your own water that's also incredibly difficult and how to grow a decent garden to where you can actually have stuff to just live off of i mean tomatoes are fun and all but you can't really live off of tomatoes like the whole gambit of different other sorts of fruits and vegetables and you know have something they can nutritionally and, live off uh, of protein based things like hemp seeds uh chia seeds flax seeds maca um different ones that give you your proteins and your trace minerals whereas these other ones don't necessarily do it like um, tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, ly lycopene's great. Lycopene's great, but <laughs> you're just, you need more than that. And so that's what this show is about. And um, it starts with the skills to farm in general and as well to do it organically. And he's taken activism against like water fluoridation because you water your plants, you don't want poisons in there. So many things and so forth. But Farming is probably the most valuable life skill you could have, especially when the economy collapses and the dollar's not worth anything and you need to get together with your neighbors and help each other out, mutual aid society, and throw away the Federal Reserve note and just, uh, you know, grow. And, you know, the more that's grown, the more uh, that people can be fed because uh, the shelves are going to be bare. So you need to start now. Get those seeds in the ground. Uh, get your plot going. Get your a, a, like neighbors to do it, so that you have groups of people that you can rely on, just in case you didn't grow enough of this or that or um, whatever. Um, fortunately, John has a big, you know, couple acre uh, farm in Austin, outside of Austin, Texas, and they still have the soil intact. Unfortunately, the Federal Reserve comes in and finances this big housing boom, uh, and along with city government zoning creates suburbia where you have cement backyards where you can't grow anything so he's gonna we're gonna talk a little about a bit about farming and ecology and liberty so uh here is my interview with john bush joining me now is john bush he's the creator of sovereign living tv as well as the editor of the liberty beat news audio magazine welcome to the program john great to have you on thanks for having me how are you pretty good so tell us a bit about yourself how you got into uh, the ideas of liberty and peace and voluntary interaction. 
uh, how you took that and be, uh, put that into journalism and activism, and then uh, about a little bit about your uh, family as well. Sure. Well, I uh, was introduced to, you know, I was encouraged to start questioning things after I saw a documentary about 9-11 back in 2002 by Alex Jones. It was here in Austin on cable access, and that kind of sparked my journey down the rabbit hole and began exploring all sorts of different ideas about the way the world operates and and uh, authoritarian governments and uh, there you go yeah what happened there uh, with building seven of course is a good question and uh, from there um, did a lot of anti-war activism of course understanding that the root of all that was total nonsense helped to start a American Civil Liberties Union chapter at uh, Texas State University while I was down there and uh tried to do what I could to end the war. felt like I was a Democrat for a while just because I was so against uh, President Bush. But uh, shortly thereafter, I was introduced to Ron Paul, and uh, that's where I was turned on to libertarianism and in turn uh, Murray Rothbard and, and anarchism and, and did a lot of political activism after the Ron Paul campaign in 2008. We formed a political action committee, Texans for Accountable Government, did local and state stuff, pushing back on the police state and standing up for privacy. And I had some minor political successes, but for the most part, didn't really feel much freer after, as a result of all the hard work. So uh, I met Catherine along this same time, and uh, we started a family together and realized that if we want to create a better world, we got to start by changing the way that we live. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the concept behind Sovereign Living, which is a reality show we're currently working on. 12 episodes, reality-based educational program following my family and our quest to become self-sufficient and lead a voluntary natural life. And uh, we really recently released episode one that people can check out at SovereignLiving.tv. Awesome. So tell us a bit about um, you know, uh, where it starts to make yourself free in your own life and uh, why what you're doing with your family, including getting off the grid, um, farming is a part of that. Sure. Well, we're encouraging people to take responsibility for different aspects of their lives and uh, to not depend on central or coercive institutions in order to fulfill their needs or solve common problems amongst neighbors and community members. And uh, I think we'll find more freedom if we stop relying on institutions that are antithetical to freedom. Even the government that's outlined in the Constitution of 1789 is wholly antithetical to individual sovereignty and free markets even. So uh, we're encouraging people to step outside of that paradigm and, and build these alternative institutions to help uh, fulfill their common needs and also help provide a defense mechanism from state aggression. And uh, so, yeah, that's basically what sovereign living is about. And we're trying to do that with our family and I think uh, strong, healthy, peaceful families play a large role in the creation of a of a more ideal society, not just a freer society, but a happier, healthier, more productive, more just society as well. Definitely. Talk a bit about how uh, getting off the monetary grid is part of that and how uh, by going to alternative currencies such as Bitcoin, Bitcoin which I think hit $900 today, um, well, uh Going off the uh, grid, so to speak, with those currencies helps to hedge against the state because it divests out of the war machine. Talk a bit about your uh, um, enthusiasm with alternative means of currency outside the Federal Reserve note system. 
Sure. Uh, today's actually, uh, this week, we're celebrating Bitcoin through our Sovereign Living campaign. And we're encouraging people that donate to our fundraiser to donate in Bitcoin. And everybody that donates in Bitcoin will receive a sneak peek of episode four, some of the scenes that were shot about Bitcoin. That uh, episode's all about alternative currencies. We're up at Porkfest this uh, last time. This week, we're launching our Bitcoin campaign with Sovereign Living. It's Bitcoin Appreciation Week. And we are encouraging people to donate Bitcoin to our Indiegogo campaign so we could do the next few episodes of the show. And essentially, people that donate Bitcoin will get a sneak peek of some Bitcoin scenes from episode four. And we also released a one-minute public service announcement about Bitcoin that's pretty slick. People can see that at SovereignLiving.com. So I think, uh, yeah, decoupling uh, yourself and your family and your community from the Federal Reserve note or any centralized institution uh, or, or currency is definitely valuable in, in terms of living more sovereign and a more free lifestyle. I think Bitcoin is a wonderful example as well as using silvers. That's what we got started in down here in Austin was uh, silver dimes. We would go to businesses and vendors at farmer's markets and ask if they would be interested in accepting junk silver pre-1964 dimes. And, and then, of course, Bitcoin uh, really has played a big role in what we're doing to to opt out of the Federal Reserve note. And I think Bitcoin's really going to change. It already has changed a lot of things, but I think it's so powerful. And the, just the ease of use, I think, is where the real value lies. The simple, cost-effective ease, ease of use instantly across the world. I think once more people catch on to that, it's going to become mainstream pretty quick and put a lot of people out of business. But yeah, if somebody wants to take true control over their lives and their value and the value that they can trade voluntarily with other people... It's best to do so in a currency that isn't manipulated and controlled by central planners, rather that's dictated by open source free market uh, uh, principles. Definitely, and and how how does do you think that has an effect, a quick effect to uh, kind of uh, suck the life out of the state and thus the wars by divesting out of the war dollar essentially? Oh yeah, so. Uh, yeah, you know, there's always been the end the Fed movement, not always, but more recently the end the Fed movement after Ron Paul campaign. And uh, they're always chanting for legislation to be passed to end the Fed. But, the, you know, the real way to end the Fed is to limit or stop your use of Federal Reserve notes. And the Fed will end itself if enough people were to do that. Maybe n not enough people will hop on board, but we don't need everyone to get on board. So, uh, yeah, whenever you use Federal Reserve notes, people say they don't have value. Uh, if, they, if you think they don't have value, you can send them to our Indiegogo campaign because we'll find value in them. But uh, really, the, they have value because they're seen as a medium of exchange, also because you have legal tender laws and there's big government guns backing it up. Everyone's forced to use it. But nonetheless, people do see value in it as a medium of exchange. So every time you pull out the Federal Reserve note and hand it over and trade or exchange for goods or services, you're in turn building value in that Federal Reserve note, and you're empowering the institution of central banks, which have been funding both sides of multiple foreign wars of aggression. So I think it's always a good idea for people to uh, limit their participation in these institutions of injustice whenever they can, especially when they have the option not to. I, you know, I'm sympathetic when people are coerced into going into court or when people reluctantly pay their property tax or even their income tax. But when there's an alternative out there and we actually have the option and the choice with minimal risk to no longer participate in something that perpetuates injustice and oppression, uh, I'm all for it and I encourage people strongly to do so. And of course, Bitcoin's not illegal, nor is trading with 
silver dimes. So people ought to be doing that and finding employment with people that will pay in that kind of currency, finding landlords that will accept rent or buying houses. There's people that could buy houses after they bought Bitcoin when it was 10 bucks. You know, they have it now. They're buying houses. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. For those just joining, I'm speaking with John Bush. He is the creator of Sovereign Living TV, as well as uh, the editor of the Liberty Beat newscast. So talk a bit about how you think um, farming is an essential kind of life skill and, and how you made Sovereign Living a sort of reality-based uh, show that also teaches you various and effective uh, skills and, and how people can apply those and actually what some of those are uh, to kind of educate those who are listening. Sure. The, uh, yeah, growing food is, is of the utmost importance, of course, if, if we're not eating, well, we can't survive. And for people to be wholly dependent on centralized means of uh, food production and consumption, like the grocery store or restaurants, uh, I think it's uh, setting them up for failure should there be an economic collapse or some sort of massive salmonella outbreak or a natural disaster uh, civil unrest can happen quick, and the store shelves will be drained. Uh, of course, maybe the the state will come and pose as saviors and ask you to come down to the bread line. But whenever uh, you know families are starving, they'll likely reluctantly give up more rights or take a vaccine in exchange for that. So it's important to to have control over the food that you give your family. And uh, we're hoping to our goal in the show is to become fifty percent food self sufficient to get 50% of our food from our farm here or in trade with local farms. And uh, there's all sorts of great ways to do so. And the cool thing about the Sovereign Living Show is it's uh, entertaining, educational, and inspirational. So we're mixing in stuff about our life, fun stuff we're doing like wrestling pigs, but also <laughs> mixed in our, our uh, educational uh, out little breakouts. So we call them Sovereign Nuggets. They're little animated bits about solar energy, for example, or various types of uh, garden beds like wicking beds or hugel culture gardens. So we're hoping through the show to encourage and inspire people and educate people on how they can take responsibility for food production into their own hands. And I would suggest anyone that hasn't started uh, growing any food just to start, even if you live in an apartment with a few, uh, with a, a, a pot garden, not a garden of pot, but a, a garden of uh, with simple, small uh, receptacles that they can put the plants in and just start growing some tomatoes just to get the uh, just to get the hang of it because it's actually pretty difficult to take a, a plant from seed all the way to fruit and then to keep it fruiting especially with the weather and the elements so I think it's important to start small and start slow and uh, just show yourself that you know at least the basics um, just in case crap were to hit the fan and the food isn't available. But, but even on top of that, I think it's important. For, I think this is the way that we, we ought to consider living more uh, in general, just because it's healthier, it's more local, it's better for the environment, and you have more control over your own uh, situation. Definitely. What, what do you make of the, the Federal Reserve and, and kind of local government kind of uh, central planning and zoning and corporatism, making these zoning laws that kind of siphon off big masses of land as residential only where you have code enforcement busting people for growing lettuce in their front yards um, and the Federal Reserve comes in and, and artificially blows up this housing boom that creates 
a bunch of Levittown type sounds where, you know, you got a cement backyard instead of a soil backyard. What do you make of the uh, influx of kind of the Federal Reserve um, corporatism mixed with government central planning to create an environment where we have to rely on, on, on you know, Monsanto food to provide for us? Because, you know, as Henry Kissinger said, if you control the food, you control the people. These kind of setups are, do you think there are ways to prevent people from growing their own in, in, a, in a good uh, environment as opposed to concrete? Uh, yeah, that's a trend that's taking place all over the, all over the country and all over the world. Yeah. And then you mix the United Nations in with Agenda 21, which they're creating smart growth and this new type of mixed-use development that's a public-private partnership. And it's all, they try to be sustainable, but they're the opposite of sustainable in the, in the way they build. But uh, I think that people have the opportunity and, and we're seeing a shift to more uh, valuing of, of local foods and local food systems. And uh, there's also community-supported agriculture that's springing up everywhere. So even people that aren't growing it themselves still have options. You can support the local farmer's market as well. But for authoritarian towns like Kansas City, Missouri, for example, where Catherine is from, they uh, banned growing uh, food like more than knee-high in your front yard. There's silly stuff like that happening all over the place. So I would advise people to vote with their dollar and to geographically concentrate with like-minded individuals in areas that are at least relatively more free, like New Hampshire or here in central Texas, uh, you know, there's a lot of nanny staters, and it's controlled by a lot of progressive types. There's also a lot of anti-establishment lefties as well, and a strong libertarian contingent. But when it comes to growing food, there's a lot of respect for it. And city council's actually liberalizing it, the good type of liberal. Uh, they're they're uh, relaxing restrictions in the realm of growing your own food and, and uh, urban uh, farms and urban gardens and stuff like that. So it's exciting to see that trend. But for people that are in an area where... I mean, that's something that it would be worthwhile. I'm not into politics, but I don't mind people that get involved politically. And if, if an ordinance were to pass that would prevent someone from doing so, that's a perfect opportunity to, to go out and to go petition and to go rabble-rouse, to lobby, to engage in civil disobedience. But it's, it's, it's a perfect issue to encourage people to participate and also to demonstrate to people how silly the state is. So it yeah, presents all sorts of wonderful opportunities. I'd say either get the hell out of there and live in a place where you don't have to worry about anything like that or go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the city and make them look like the total jerks that they are or just grow the food anyway and shame on them if they try to do something. Yeah, exactly. I'd say grow, grow the food anyways, and, and the more people that do it, it's like, are you going to arrest everybody? It, it, uh -huh. it makes them look even worse. <laughs> um, For sure. Talk a bit, a bit about how, th how uh, kind of government allows pollution when it is a violation of your property rights whether it's things like where they they do it on purpose uh they do it purposefully even through the government with tax dollars such as water fluoridation which as a farmer water is like the basic thing and when you get pharmaceutical grade toxins uh in your water and pharmaceuticals are some of the hardest things to remove uh tox toxicity wise from water how do how's how does it affect your property rights and your ability to uh you know grow the food you, the way you want to with, you know, decent water that hasn't been manipulated by uh, the government, either letting corporations get a, get away with it or doing it themselves? Uh, yeah, that's a major problem. Uh, obviously, the, the governments are shielded from liability in most parts, as are most corporations, or at least the CEOs and the, the puppet string pullers. 
So there's always uh, less of a disincentive to do nasty things. And, of course, if, you're, if the judge is bought and paid for by the local good old boy network and the attorneys are all linked in and the CEOs are funding campaigns and yada, 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 it doesn't present an opportunity for the little guy to have justice very often. Uh, that's why I think a free market system that was more oriented towards uh, private property um, would would do better, or at least if there was some sort of public sharing, if there was more responsibility and didn't empower a centralized institution in order to dictate everything. Um, of course, voluntary association always solves all those problems. But, uh, you know, there I, I think that there's geo uh, geostratospheric engineering going on right now. They're spraying all sorts of chemicals into the sky. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a massive conspiracy to depopulate the planet, but I do think that they're messing with the weather in order to uh, to bust droughts or in order to make it snow like they're doing in China. And they stuff. actually justify it with global warming. This is Bill Gates' big thing, and uh, actually Bjorn Lundberg, who I thought, you know, because he was just a contrarian allegory, you know, was on his bandwagon. But as soon as he said spray sulfur in the skies, I, I kind of <laughs> was a little turned off by that. Um, so, yeah. yeah, and it affects uh, agriculture farming as well. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I mean, people can grow greenhouses or just flee from areas. You know, government yeah. tries to posture as being the, the big friend of the environment and yeah. implement all these regulations on the little guy, but they're the ones that are dropping depleted uranium and sending yeah. massive jets and massive aircraft carriers across the entire globe. Like, that's definitely not, that's pushing out a lot more carbon than my Nissan Quest minivan. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's a big crock. And the more that we work to demonstrate the value of voluntary cooperation and alternative institutions, hopefully we can show more people that there's another way to protect private property and hold people responsible uh, for damaging property and not shielding people from liability. Exactly. The prosecutor, or sorry, the polluters would get prosecuted like crazy for violating everybody's property rights. Uh, such as BP oil spill due to liability cap laws, only responsible for up to a couple hundred million dollars, and they walk away scot-free without having uh -huh. to take responsibility. Wow. Billions yeah, of dollars worth of damage, yeah. Uh, for those we're, just, uh, go ahead. I was going to say we're doing some work in the fluoride uh, front here in Austin awesome. with the Center for Natural Living. It's the nonprofit that's producing the Sovereign Living Show, and uh, we're currently raising money to... Uh, bring together uh, 100 fluoride water filters and to donate them to families in need so they can avoid fluoridated water for their children. Awesome. So that's something we're doing. The website for that is austinsafewater.com if people are interested in checking that out. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, because my water district that I live under just did it this year. Oh, <laughs> man. That's a bummer. I, I fought him on it. Got got on the front cover of a newspaper. But um, for those just joining, I'm speaking with John Bush of Sovereign Living TV. Uh, we're talking a little bit about agriculture, organic agriculture, uh, fighting the polluters with property rights and pro uh, prosecuting them for violating your rights, uh, uh, just as if anybody were to violate your rights, whether they're a government or an individual. Um, we're talking, we're on the subject of the environment. Um, what do you think about the use of hemp as a way to A, detoxify the environment in the way it uh uh, accident uh, with nitrogen in the soil, and given all you know all the radiation and other pollutants, it cleans up the air around it. Um, hemp is a what, what do you make of hemp as a great rotational crop? Yeah, hemp's got all sorts of benefits. It, uh, it's, it's totally sustainable, and it's 
a lot better than the traditional types of fibers that are grown and of course uh, better than plastic and yeah for sure as a rotational crop there's so many per uses for it i think it's so efficient that it would harm the competition's bottom line which is the reason why it's illegal which is really weird and silly somebody was recently saying i forget who it was but they said it'd be cool for someone to do civil disobedience to grow marijuana in a state where it's legal and to also grow hemp and to see if they come and get arrested for growing the hemp but the marijuana is totally uh, excusable because it's legal now but uh, that's another opportunity for civil disobedience I i'm not going to take that fight on but i think someone that had property would be pretty cool for them just to go ahead and pop up a few acres of hemp and see what happens <laughs> definitely um what what about the just the prolific uh growth of, of cannabis um and and um, what would you like to see the future of hemp farming be uh, in in, co in kind of a cohesiveness, with, which is what you're doing with the food farming, uh, hemp and food in, in the same area, and, and what what effect that would have on people's well-being? Uh, thanks. Goods would be less expensive if uh, they were made in hemp, and it'd be great to just like with local marijuana uh, growth. Uh, for there to be local farms that are doing all the hemp, so you don't have to still rely on because it, hemp's it legalized. There's going to be massive corporations that are trying to monopolize, uh, re-monopolize, and uh, yeah, I think it would, it would go hand in hand with local food communities and culture and sustainability culture, and it'd be yet another issue that could unite all sorts of different diverse backgrounds and different political ideologies. It just seems like something that's so common sense. Uh, I'm excited to see all the marijuana legalization that's taking place across the country and the medical marijuana. Awesome. I think that's a strong trend. I think we've got a ways to go here in Texas, unfortunately, but I think I think everyone will eventually come around on that issue, and I would hope that hemp wouldn't be too far behind, but it seems like the industrial uses of hemp might have a... Well, I don't know. The pharmaceutical industrial complex is pretty damn, uh, <laughs> pretty damn strong on pushing back on the marijuana front, but... Uh, I guess more people probably use marijuana illegally than people grow hemp illegally, so there's less less interest in it, I would guess, from the voters and the general public. But yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I think it's going towards everything's going towards more freedom. It's just going to oh, get yeah. a little nasty along the way. Definitely, it's, de it's very optimistic, and I think uh, we were on the subject of using alternative currencies to divest out of the war machine. Hemp would t definitely divest out of, out of the war machine. Um, it would, um, you know, um, it, for example, they have uh, special forests in, um, I think, Burma or somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in that area in, in Asia that's specially used for toilet paper, and they use the military to get it, like, which is, you know, kind of corporate fascism, you know, the military using aggression as opposed to the non-aggression principle to get their way uh, with resources. Um, you grow hemp, you can make paper and you can make toilet paper as well mm -hmm. as, um, you know, hemp plastics going over to bomb people to get the petroleum that makes the plastics uh, and, and then hemp plastics can then be used in 3D printing to make, you know, 3D print hemp cars and, and uh, run on hemp fuel that also divests <laughs> the war machine. It's totally a promising future and it totally snowballs upon itself. Um, what, what what do you make of kind of the future of freedom? I mean, you guys are kind of doing it. You're you're raising your kids to be peaceful people. What what, what how are you? Uh, what do you think the future holds for them? And 
you know, getting them away from kind of brainwashing television shows, but you know, um, and so on and, and bad food and so on and so and, and bad ideas like violence and so forth. Um, they are essentially the future. What, what do you make of what the future for freedom holds? Um, yeah, well, first of all, I think it's important for liberty people that have children to, to consistently apply the philosophy of non-aggression in their household with their spouse and their children. There's a lot of people that espouse the non-aggression principle and then they aggress against their children by spanking them or striking them or initiating aggression against them when they've done something, when they've harmed no one. Uh, so I think that's an important step. If we really want to break the cycle of violence, we ought to stop using violence against our children and teaching them that it's okay. It's an okay way to get people to do things that you want. Um, I even saw a woman on the plane I, I was sitting next to who her daughter was getting anxious towards the end of the flight, as was I, and she didn't want to stay in her seat. And uh, the woman said, oh, you better get in your seat. You better put your seatbelt on and the pilot's going to have the police come and take you away. And I was just like, oh, my God. So... People are already, uh, you know, brainwashed in a sense, programmed to to see violence, to be afraid of people in positions of arbitrary authority that use violence in order to get the, what they want. So, I think that's a big start. But I'm uh, very optimistic. Um, I think my generation. I'm 29. Um, uh, I I think that a lot of people have their heads up their rears, especially previous generations, the, the old guard, for example. But people that grew up with the internet, I think, are more likely to question things, especially question stuff that's just seen as as as, as a matter of fact that no one questions. That's taboo to question because uh, we have access to this information. We've we've seen the alternatives that are out there, like this radio program and documentaries and just alternative sources of truth, even Wikipedia, which is <laughs> somewhat statist. Uh, uh, that wasn't around before, and I think that's going to have a huge difference. But I still think that there's that status mentality that exists. It may take another generation or two to, to go away, but uh, I do think it's trending uh, towards more liberty. And I, I think as more liberty-minded people geographically concentrated, it increases the chances that we'll be able to find freedom in our lifetime. So I think the thing to do in order to... Uh, encourage the prospect of finding freedom in our lifetime or at least in the next generation or the generation after that is to geographically concentrate and to build strong community and mutual aid networks and, and start with small groups on a scale of 8 to 12. Get an a inner cadre of 8 to 12 and link up and help one another get prepared and grow food and have food storage and own and know how to use firearms and then link up with another nine groups of 10 to 12. Now you have 100 people and then link up with another group of 100 and just build a bottom-up grassroots movement of mutual aid and, and people that are committing to help one another and defend one another. And I, I think in doing so, we'll greatly increase the chance that we'll weather the storm and we'll also demonstrate that you can have a voluntary society because everyone that's participating and, and linking up with one another will be interacting peacefully with one another. And I think something like that could only spread but, yeah, I think uh, we should abandon all hope in the political institutions and we should start looking to one another to help each other to fulfill our common, our common goals and, and live peacefully and happily. Definitely. Uh, for those just joining, I'm speaking with John Bush of Sovereign Living TV. John, as a final thought, do you want to talk about the Indiegogo project for the Sovereign Living TV show um, and how you think – you know, that may educate people to form those groups of 8 to 12 so that they learn how to own their food and, and, 
uh, and then they could share they could share this show with their friends to start those communities. Sure, yeah, that's what the show is all about. We're trying to uh, demonstrate the value of, of living this way and try to give people a practical example of the ups and downs on what it takes in, in a quest to, to become self-sufficient. And uh, we're independently producing it. We've spoken with some television networks and some reality TV insiders, and they've indicated that uh, if we were to move forward and sell it to a television network, that they would likely take creative control and perhaps edit some stuff out. Like, we're going to take the pharmaceutical companies to task in the fourth episode, and we certainly wouldn't want to acquiesce and cut that out of the show. Even if it reached more people, I think the quality and the people that we reach is more important than betraying the, the message. So we're doing the fundraising in order to produce it on our own. We're currently raising $50,000 in order to move forward with the next three episodes. We've already filmed the first three and produced the first three. And uh, we've currently released the first episode. You can check it out at SovereignLiving.tv. That will also take you to the Indiegogo campaign. And a donation as little as $25 will get you a sneak peek look at episodes two and three. Those are the only ones that we're releasing publicly right now. And as I said before, we're doing the Bitcoin Appreciation Week. We released the one-minute ad, which people should check out. It's awesome. It's at SovereignLiving.com. And anybody that donates Bitcoin will get a sneak peek of episode four, the Bitcoin-related scenes. And we're hoping people will support us because I think if this gets out, it will, people are already way inspired by episode one. We've had such positive feedback. So many, somebody in Florida has called us and said we're about to sell our farm, but we watched your show, and now we want to turn it around and... and and start growing again. Awesome. So I think if, if we get this out there, especially if we're able to produce the full 12 episode season, I think it's going to blow a lot of minds and we're going to get into a lot of really cool stuff about alternative currencies, alternative education, peaceful parenting, growing your own food, storing water and building alternative forms of community. Awesome. And, and uh, where can we find uh, Sovereign Living TV as well as the Liberty Beat uh, in social media and online? Yeah, SovereignLiving.tv is where the Indiegogo campaign is and where you can see the YouTube video of the show. And you can also go to Facebook.com slash SovereignLiving.tv. The YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash SovereignLivingTV, uh, I think. And uh, Twitter is uh, Twitter.com slash SovLivTV. And uh, there's so many of them. And, of course, I do a uh, the Liberty Beat, which is the daily five-minute podcast with uh, Liberty News and Activist Updates. Got a great team helping to produce that. And uh, we also do six news stories a day on the website. And they're nice, short, consumable, uh, just straight to the point articles. People can find that at thelibertybeat.com. And you can also find that on Facebook at facebook.com slash thelibertybeat. Awesome. Well, uh, I've been speaking here with John Bush of thelibertybeat.com and the creator of Sovereign Living TV. John, thank you very much again for coming on the program. Thanks for having me. No problem. Peace and freedom. All right. Again, uh, we're not being too redundant. That was John Bush from the Sovereign Living TV show. Uh, So the good news is is, uh, they just got married, uh, John Bush and Catherine Bleich. So um, if you either want to support them and help them have a happy household or to donate to the show, you can go to SovereignLiving.tv and there are links to donate to the show or, you know, send them a happy note like, hey, I'm glad you guys are married. And, you know, they've got a uh, new bouncing baby. Was it a girl or boy they had? I can't, I can't um, remember. I say pardon it was a, my ignorance. <laughs> I want to say it was a girl they had. It's, it's, 
Hint, hint, it's in one of the uh, episodes of the reality show, The uh, the Birth. So, um, Yeah, and they, uh, of course, talking about you know natural home birthing and how the government, uh, um, of course, on behalf of um, corporate interests and just the need to, uh, you know, ro- run your life, um, <laughs> you know, makes that illegal. Makes it, And it's not just making it illegal, it's by process making it illegal like so many licensing that you can never you can never become a midwife um even if you know the trade um there it was, i was listening to free talk live and they were talking about i think it was from pork fest or something like that they were talking to some lady that was kicked couldn't do uh, mid, midwifery in california anymore because she did it on emergency because nobody else was there um but she hadn't gotten her license yet that's stupid. <laughs> but if you want to congratulate... You can't uh, help somebody give birth because you don't have permission from the king. Yeah. Damn it. Where's your license? But if you want to if you want to help congratulate John and Catherine on their uh, wedding, please go to SovereignLiving.tv and donate. And check out Sovereign Living, uh, the television program. And yeah. So if you miss any part of the episode... Uh, again, my guest was John Bush of Sovereign Living TV. If you miss any part of the episode, you can go to iTunes tomorrow, search for Free Thought, and look for Free Thought AAC. You can click to subscribe there, and hey, rate the podcast on iTunes so we know. Cause rate it, rate it well. There's like one of the dudes from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition and some some troll that called us right wing watch. Like, how are we? Right wing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah, uh, troll. Um, so I got we'll uh, we'll take it to some music and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of our cool new sponsors. Music, music, music. The first sound. The first sound we have up is "Sound of the Police" by KRS-One, everybody's favorite, right? So that's the first song. Uh, and then uh, second. What, one, what does that one have to do with Thanksgiving? Uh, it has to do with. Stolen land. So there's our tie-in to uh, yeah, to, to Turkey uh, Day, to the Turkey Day or anti-Turkey Day for there can never vegetarians. be justice on stolen land. Quote from this song. So and think about that and the the way the uh, settlers treated the Native Americans. We are all humans. Nobody is you know less human than animals. So you know screw those guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean to. To give uh, a little bit more of the of the, of the whole truth of the uh, Native American situation, uh, you know, early early colonists, it was you know, there's to say that okay, um, that all the Europeans that came over were horrible horrible people and did horrible things to the natives. That's not true. To say that all the Indians were saints, or Native Americans, pardon me, uh, all the Native Americans were saints and did absolutely nothing wrong to any of the colonists. That is also not true. So if you, so, the thing is that you can't just blanketly say all the colonists were horrible and blanketly say all the Native Americans were peaceful people because neither is true. And so this is why the history you were taught in school, specifically about Thanksgiving, not so accurate. Yeah, because they don't tell you, they don't they don't tell you about you know the bloodshed and everything like that. You know, they may have not all been horrible, but uh, colonization means you take over a, pe- a peoples and and take their lands as kind of like the spoils of war rather than coming over as Ranger Mick friendly and, you know, getting along. And if they attack you, then, you know, of course, maybe you can attack back to defend your own life. But it's like, 
we're a superior species and these guys are savages. So let's uh, give them smallpox and take all their gold. Yeah, see, that's, that's, what, that's the thing. Here's another example of why following the non-aggression principle and trying to get along with your neighbors always works out better. Yeah. The colonists that came over and started their colony... Uh, the ones that did well were the ones that were peaceful and traded with the locals. The ones that went in there and said, oh, well, we're going to take this because we say it's ours. Those are the ones where there was just constant war and famine and disease and all that because trade is what makes a peaceful world. Mm -hmm. And so when you try to do trade by force, which isn't trade, it's obviously theft or, you know, violence, that's what makes the world less peaceful. So there's another historical example there. You can go back and see the ones, the colonies that were peaceful were the ones that actually just simply traded with other people. Yeah, but guess who's not peaceful? The police. And that brings us to... Song number one. Sound of the Police by KRS-One. And then after that, Bin Laden by Immortal Technique right here on KKSM. AM 1320, the Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network. Freethoughtmedia.org. Drink the only a soda. Jake, I don't drink sodas. GMO corn syrup. Got it. That's the sound that I
Talking. Every day, man, it's like these motherfuckers is just like professional liars, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Listen. Bin Laden didn't blow up the projects. It was your Tell it your No allegiance of the president's speeches I'm baptized by America And covered in leeches The dirty water that bleaches Your soul and your facial features Drowning you with propaganda That they spit through the speakers And if you speak about the evil That the government does The Patriot Act attract you To the type of your blood They try to frame you And say you was trying to sell drugs And throw a federal indictment on To show you love is run by fake Christians, fake politicians. Look at their mansions and look at the conditions you live in. All they talk about is terrorism on television. They tell you to listen, but they don't really tell you their mission. They funded Al Qaeda and now they blame the Muslim religion. Even though Bin Laden was a CIA tactician, they gave him billions of dollars and they funded his purpose. Fahrenheit 9 11, that's just scratching the surface. Fight for Saddam, but that's bull. I'll show you why it's totally wrong. Cause if another country invaded the hood tonight, it'll be warfare through Harlem and Washington Heights. I wouldn't be fighting for Bush or white America's dream. I'll be fighting for my people's survival and self esteem. I wouldn't fight for racist churches from the South. My I'll be fighting to keep the occupation out. My you ever clock someone who talks? But look at you wrong, imagine if they shot at you and was raping your moms. And of course, Saddam Hussein had chemical weapons. We sold them that after Ronald Reagan's election. Mercenary contractors fighting a new era. Corporate military banking off the war on terror. They controlling the ghetto with the fear of attack. Trying to distract the fact that they engineering the crack. So I'm strapped like Lee Malvo holding a sniper rifle. These bullets are touch your kids. And I don't mean like Michael. Your body be sent to the morgue. Stripped down and recycled. I fire on house that support you and like you. Cause innocent people get murdered in the struggle daily. And poor people never get struggle daily. This ain't no alien conspiracy theory. This is 
real. Written on a dollar underneath the Masonic seal. Bin Laden by Immortal Technique. And before that, Sound of the Police by KRS-One. And again, this is Free Thought Radio, part of the Free Thought Media Network. Facebook.com slash Free Thought Radio and freethoughtmedia.org. And that brings us to Cyber Monday with freethoughtmedia.org. And by the way, uh, tonight's guest was John Bush of Sovereign Living TV. Uh, if you actually, if you go to freethoughtmedia.org, there's a link right on the bottom of the page. Subscribe to Freethought Radio on iTunes for free podcasts. Yes, buy stuff that helps us out. Yeah. And above that link to subscribe on iTunes is all our little sponsors here. Um, and basically what it works is like these are all, they don't pay us, but like directly up front, we just have a link and the link has like a specialized link. So when you click on it, it tracks that you've gone to their website from our website. And when, when you buy something, then they kick back a little to us. So it's like kind of like a commission or like shopping with Amazon. So uh, it's kind of like a tip jar in a way. Yeah. And it's, it's conscious corporations. It's not like, you know, any kind of, you know, buddy that uses force to achieve their goals around the world. For example, the, th the first one, you know, uh, actually, I think all of them promote peace. First one is hippie butter hemp seed products. Of course, hemp promotes peace. Um, and of course, this is hemp, not marijuana, so it doesn't get you high. Hippie butter is 100% raw and organic hemp seed foods and skin care. Uh, we'll go to commercials, so we, we'll play those ads. Um, another thing that supports peace is Amaju Metals, because when you divest out of the U.S. war dollar, the blood dollar that you know is kept afloat by the blood of innocent children in Iraq and Afghanistan and every other country that doesn't have a Rothschild central bank, um, you know, every time you divest out of the dollar, you promote peace. If you don't use the man's money, they have less control over you. And I hate to say the man, man, but I, you know, there, there's not really a better way to put it. You know, the more you you use these Federal Reserve notes, the more it keeps the current status quo afloat. And so, do what you can to not use Federal Reserve notes. If you're at all able to, you know, use your gold and silver, uh, use Bitcoin. It just so happens that Amaji Metals accepts Ex Bitcoin yeah. for silver and gold and Red. whatever the, the else they're selling. They've got a, what, a Zimbabwe note. Yeah, too, just I, became, funsies, I became right? a 50 trillionaire. Zimbabwe note, man. Zimbabwe trillionaire. And you can buy that with Bitcoin, too, just <laughs> yeah. for funsies. So, yeah, the Amaji Metals accepts Bitcoin. So there you go. You can have a whole trade there invo not involving U.S. dollars. Right on. And uh, another one that we have is Health Force Nutritionals. Um, Health Force is a wide variety of non-GMO, organic, raw superfoods and detox remedies. So none of it's like, you know, no way. It's like all vegan and stuff like that. So like the vitamin mineral greens got like all, you know, corella and spirulina and like all the algaes and like um, wheatgrass and, you know, other kinds of like super greens and, and uh, you know, uh, Basically, it detoxes your body as well as your pineal gland, aka your Anya chakra, from you know the fluoride, the poisons in your food, vaccines, nuclear radiation, Fukushima, anybody, chemtrails, GMOs, and more. Um, and 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 uh, well, we'll go to commercial break and let you guys play it. But head over to freethoughtmedia.org. You know, check it out. Cyber Monday at Hippie Butter, Hemp Seeds, Amaji Metals, and Health Force Nutritionals. Um, and, and then subscribe to iTunes while you're there. And um, last but not least, if you got some extra Bitcoin you don't really know what to do with, 
Trust me, we'll find a good use for it. Yeah, we've got a we donation. A donation. Uh, we've got our uh, donation wallet down there too. So basically, where is the money going to go when four uh, percent of the hippie butter sale goes to us? Um, f- pays, you know, the costs to host the show on iTunes. You know, it costs every every month um, to um, to host the show on iTunes. Um, pays for journalistic expenses like traveling. Um, as well as it could pay, pay for a big project, like maybe, uh, I don't know, a trip to Palestine in 2015. Um. <laughs> you see, if our, if, if our intrepid reporter here, Alex, needs to get somewhere to interview somebody, that costs gas money. And well, I usually interview over Skype, so... Um, well, I mean, occasionally. I mean, there's been some conventions and <laughs> yep, stuff like that. Definitely, and, yeah. You know, and so if we got to drive up there... That cusses gas money, and uh, you know we ain't no Rothschilds, so yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm a fifty. I'm a trillionaire in Zimbabwe now. In Zimbabwe, so I don't know. are they still are they still circulating those same notes, or are they, <laughs> are they finally given up on that? I, I think know. they have. Last I checked. Well, we'll take you to Cyber Monday here. Uh, we'll take you to the uh, break from our sponsors uh, right here on the Freethought Media Network, Freethought Radio, KKSM, AM 1320, and LRN.FM. The Liberty Radio Network will be right back after this with some music and some news. This is Dunbar, the Urban Camper, and you're listening to KKSM on 1320 AM. Every day you make investment decisions. When you do business with and hold U.S. dollars, You make an investment in the soundness of the moral philosophy and the potential longevity of the United States hegemony. People who claim a monopoly on violence around the world. If this is the investment that you want to make, please keep listening to LRN.FM. If not, stop using their currency. Use bitcoins. Get educated. Weusecoins.com. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Amaji Metals through their affiliate program. The Amaji Metals banner at freethoughtmedia.org contains a link that gives a portion of sales to us. Amaji is a retailer of alternative currencies to hedge against and divest out of the collapsing U.S. dollar, printed out of thin air by the private Federal Reserve bankers who use inflation to pay for their wars. Amaji has gold, silver, copper, and even $50 trillion Zimbabwe notes. Amaji accepts traditional forms of payment as well as Bitcoin. Our specialized Amaji link can be found on the Amaji Metals banner at freethoughtmedia.org. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, or EFF, fights to protect your rights in the digital world. When a patent troll threatened podcasters, they fought back. EFF has also defended your right to encryption and has sued the NSA to end the government's mass suspicionless surveillance. There are different ways you can help EFF, from donations to signing petitions to writing your representatives to just spreading the word. Find out more at EFF.org. That's EFF.org. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Hippie Butter Hemp Seed Products. Through their affiliate program, the Hippie Butter banner at freethoughtmedia.org contains a link that allows a portion of your sales to support this show. Hippie Butter is 100% organic hemp seed food and skincare products. 
Hemp is not cannabis and contains no psychoactive THC, cannot get you high, and will not appear on any drug test. Hemp seed butter is a whole food soft meal for babies. Hemp seeds are a 100% organic, raw, and non-GMO source of proteins, omega fatty acids, and trace minerals. Our special hippie link can be found at freethoughtmedia.org. Hemp seed is what we all need. Hemp, Misa hemp seeds. Tasty hemp seed is what we all need. Fact. The new NSA data center in Utah requires 1.7 million gallons of water every single day to operate. Billions of Fourth Amendment violations need massive computers and the water to cool them. That water is being supplied by the state of Utah. Fact. There's absolutely nothing in the Constitution which requires your state to help the feds violate your rights. Our message to Utah? Turn it off. No water equals no NSA data center. Visit offnow.org. Freethought Media Network is supported by Health Forest Nutritionals through their affiliate program. The Health Forest banner at freethoughtmedia.org has a link that allows a portion of your sales to support this show. Health Force is 100% non-GMO, organic, raw, and vegan superfoods and detox remedies. The award-winning Vitamineral Green Complex contains algae that are grown indoors to avoid attracting atmospherical pollutants essential greens like wheatgrass, and more that take heavy metals, radiation, and toxins out of the body due to nuclear power, fluoride, chemtrails, GMOs, vaccines, and more harmful man-made pollutants. The Warrior Food Protein Powder is hemp and brown rice, 100% vegan, raw, organic. Our specialized health force link can be found at freethoughtmedia.org. See why the government's cracking down. Introducing the two drugs that are legal, alcohol and cigarettes, two drugs that do nothing for you whatsoever. And drugs that grow naturally upon this planet. Drugs that open your eyes up to make you realize how you're being f***ed every day of your life. Those drugs are against the law. <laughs> Free Thought Radio, waking you up to the fact that you're being screwed by the system every day of your life since 2010. Only on KKSM AM 1320, the radio revolution, and LRN.FM, the radio network, freethoughtmedia.org. Welcome back to Freethought Radio on the Freethought Media Network. I'm joined by host Mike Pastor. Yo. My name's Alex Fiddle. I'm the founder, journalist, and producer of the Freethought Media Network. And Mastermind. Something like that. Um... And Free Thought Radio can be found on Mondays, 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, live on KKSM, Oceanside, AM 1320, The Radio Revolution, and podcasting at LRN.FM, Keen, New Hampshire, The Liberty Radio Network. And, uh, of course, we just 
talk to you guys about Cyber Monday and our great new thingamajiggy with hippie butter hemp seeds, Amaji Metals, and Health Forest Nutritionals. You can check that all out. Click on our link. Click on our link. Freethoughtmedia.org. And, um, I'm yeah. only saying this because it'll help you remember. <laughs> um, a portion of sales helps to support this media network um, for future things that we want to do. Um, so, and, and these products are, have nothing to do with corporatism, the government, or whatever. Um, you truly get to spend your Federal Reserve notes wisely and uh, support a decentralized uh, grassroots economy of true entrepreneurs, not corporatists that just are like Herman Cain and crawl up the Coca-Cola ladder, and that's the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> the American dream, is that Yes, what that is? climb to the top of GMO corn syrup down children's throats so they get diabetes. Real achievement, Herman Cain. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways. Did that guy crawl into a cave somewhere and just disappear? I mean, it kind of sounds like it. Maybe, maybe he got stuck in a pizza it. box. Uh, <laughs> well, now since our guest uh, for this past hour, John Bush, if you missed a part of it, go to freethoughtmedia.org, scroll all the way to the bottom, click on subscribe to Freethought Radio on iTunes for free podcasts, and that's the iTunes link. Or if you're too lazy to do that, just head over to iTunes, search for Freethought, and then look for Freethought AAC. Click on that, and then click to subscribe. Let's get our subscribers up, and please leave a a review on iTunes about uh, what you think about the show and everything like that. Um, but uh, since uh, our guest in the first hour, an hour ago, um, got married to his wife, um, please head over to support their Indiegogo project at SovereignLiving.tv. They could the use website. some Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And they accept Bitcoin as donations as well. Um, but let's play some Louvre songs for them. And um, this first one is... You Got Me Floatin' by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Right on. And then after that, Fountain of Love by Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. And what's funny about this is that the Mothers made this album that this is off of called Cruising with Reuben and the Jets. And it did not say Mothers of Invention on the front cover. It just said Reuben and the Jets and like Cruising with. Like it's like a new, like cool, you know, doo wop album for the radio, you know, radio friendly because Mothers were. Absolutely blacklisted for mainstream radio. So they kind of, it was funny that they did this on purpose because a couple radio stations got the disc, the record, and were playing all these songs thinking it was Ruben and the Jets. What happened is that they eventually found out it was the mothers and they pulled it. They pulled it from the radio. So they were playing all these doo wop songs thinking it was a bunch of like you know, doo-wop guys in, like, suits and, you know, kind of a little uptight when it was really written by a bunch of freaks and the mothers of, of invention, so... Hey, but a lot of those doo-wop guys back in the day used to get high as a kite, yeah. so they were not that uptight. They just knew how to wear a three-piece suit, that's yeah. all. Maybe maybe the whiter ones, like, um, that stole doo-wop or whatever. <laughs> mm, that's a possibility of that, yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, I... I'm, my favorite, uh, it's got to be one of my favorite doo wop records because it's half parody, it's also half tribute because that's what Frank Zappa was like listening to before the mothers. He like actually genuinely appreciated the music, so I think he was doing a lot better to keep true to the music than some of the rip off artists were. Um, and and of course, during the time of the late 60s when they were having a sort of doo wop revival, you know, 50s nostalgia, um, type of a movement, so um. 
Anyways, this is for not only John and Cat, but all the lovers out there that um, they talk about in this song. So this is You Got Me Floating by Jimmy, and then after that, Fountain of Love by Frank Zappa and the Mothers, right here on KKSM, the Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network. Get Free ready th- to groove. Freethoughtmedia.org. <laughs> well, you got me floating around and round Always up, you never let me down The amazing thing, you turn me on naturally And I kiss you when I Fountain of love, fountain of love, fountain of love. 
by Frank Zappa and the Mothers. And then before that, You Got Me Floating by Jimi Hendrix. And the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Yeah. Um, please check out our website at freethoughtmedia.org. Pretty cool guest calendar. We got two more episodes coming up for the rest of the year. Uh, should have some shorter podcasts um, after that. But these are the last two episodes on AM radio for the year before coming back mid-January-ish. Um, next week, got Javier Cecilia. Um, he did the Caravan for Peace with Dignity and Justice across the United States last year. I had the good fortune of attending the first stop in San Diego, which was at the border fence at Friendship Park, which is a very moving experience. You know, it was about ending the war on drugs or the war on some drugs and, uh, you know, that it, people get killed and Mexico, who don't even have anything to do with the drug, uh, you know, trade, just because you know the cartels—that's what they do. Um, they kill people, kidnap people, uh, get caught in the crossfire. Um, you know, Javier's son died because of drug prohibition-fueled violence in Mexico, and that's when he turned into an activist. And uh, I got to interview him a couple of weeks ago. I would like to thank Sam from Medical Marijuana 411 for making that possible. Super awesome. You know, you know, amazing guy, you know, totally, you know, eloquent with his words, even though I can't understand it because he speaks Spanish. Luckily, I had a translator. So this is cool. It's going to be a bilingual interview in both English Ooh. and Espanol. Uh, so it should be pretty cool. Um, and then the week after that, Lee Camp, comedian and an activist, host of Lee Camp's Moment of Clarity. Awesome. I like funny. Yeah, he's a uh, funny way to close out the year because we usually don't have so much funny stuff going on. We're usually talking about people getting killed and bombed in the Middle East and everything. But we like. have to bring it back up yeah. every now and then. We can't bring we can't be Once down at the while. bottom. We have to be up. 
So hopefully Lee Camp will lighten it up. We'll have some heavy metal, death metal Christmas songs. To, yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, paying, actually, that'd be three days after, uh, you know, I, usually every dis- show that's closest to December 13th, I usually play a lot of like Death and Control and I, because that's when uh, guitarist Chuck Schuldiner passed away in 2001. So play some pay, pay some tribute to uh, Fallen uh, Chuck Schuldiner. And heavy metal Christmas music, it's a lot better than what they're playing in Target right now. Yep. I mean, <laughs> be real. Yep. So next week, Javier Cecilia. Week after that, Lee Camp. And then coming back uh, halfway uh, through January on AM. Hopefully have some podcasts in between. Uh, to that, keep might you... be, that might be a dirty show. Yeah, I could actually say the F word. And some other things. Yeah. We can actually free our minds on Free Thought Radio, you yep. know. Oh, I'm I'm I have nightmares about the FCC, man. Like, like, I, the song says the F word, but I moved the slider down too late, and it goes out there, and I'm like, I can't press the button because in Dream World, as much as you want to do something, you never do it. Like, oh, the red button's right over there, but it's too late. FCC, I'm dead. I'm dead beat. <laughs> and, and in case you guys are wondering. Uh, what the red button looks like inside the studio. If you're actually thinking like, hey, what's the, uh, you know, the uh, the dump button look like? It is actually a big, giant red button. Yeah. I'm serious. It's just a big red button. It's just an obvious, like, and when I say a big red button, it looks like it's something, like, out of, like, uh, you know, the early 50s that would launch the missile, you know? Yeah. Like, the end of the world. It is the end of the world, man. It's like, how many th- tens of thousands of dollars per word? It's crazy. Um, but, um, before we go into the next songs, which are, uh, cool in nature, before we get to the headlines, I want to talk about a couple of friends of mine at www.intellectualrevolution.tv. They're putting out their Be the Change campaign, uh, tomorrow on Indiegogo. Good thing they did Indiegogo because Kickstarter is all or nothing. You know, if they don't get, if they don't hit their goal, they don't get anything if, if they get they get they get what they get um, with Indiegogo, so that's cool. Um, Intellectual Revolution TV TV. It's called the Be the Change uh, campaign, and basically they kind of have three levels of their goal. Even though you know they will get whatever they do get. So um, first thing is 50k, and they want to you know hire some engineers. They they're basically you know doing like kind of like eco ad management solutions. You know to uh, you know for conscious corporations to abide by. For example, non-aggression principle, don't use the military to kill people, you know, anti-Federal Reserve, you know, Bitcoin, and then also eco-friendly, organic, non-GMO, and everything like that. Uh, they want to continue to enhance their consciousness-shifting, interactive education and action website for the people, and they want to create a physical product, which is a, the epic in- intellectual quote book, and then a couple tiers up from that, their goal is 75K, and then after that, 100K. And um, beyond. Yeah, which can help them go, and they are a really cool website, like, you know, yoga and uh, a lot of cool things that help you, you know, enlighten yourself, both spiritually, uh, ecologically, and politically. And Everybody could use a little bit of meditation every now and then. Let's, yeah. be, let's not joke around and about actually, that. Actually, uh, uh, Matt, uh, who's one half of intellectualrevolution.tv, he introduced me to Health Force Nutritionals, which is now via the affiliate program, a sponsor, not, I mean, sort of a sponsor of the show. Um, and, you know, that ties into, you know, what they're talking about is making sure that your pineal gland's not 
all concentrated with heavy metals and fluoride poisoning and you know health force uh, the vitamin or greens and everything like that will take away heavy metals from your pineal gland so it could function properly and get you in touch if you're uh, wondering more what with the, the spirit world and if stuff. you're wondering what the pineal gland is um i didn't know what it was for the longest time i'd hear people talk about it every now and then what is that? You it's know? basically an acid tab in the middle of your brain, and it's been suppressed by all the pollution and everything in the world. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, more, I mean, not... more DMT because that's what it actually emits is DMT, but I'm sure acid activates it. But a good, you know, I mean, check out Wikipedia and go from there, because you know it's it's you know it's this strange, mysterious little part of your brain, and nobody knows what it does for sure. But there's all sorts of theories out there, and a lot of it, from what I, a lot of it seems to make sense. Like even some like the weirder stuff that you're thinking, oh, that's not possibly true. It, it, you know, it, it's very, very curious. You've got this little gland, nobody knows what it does, and it's in the center of your brain. But for some reason, uh, it gets, it attracts deposits of all sorts of weird stuff, like fluoride. For some reason, it, it's, fluoride is attracted to it and when they you know have done autopsies on people that's what's on their pineal gland is a bunch of fluoride it's really weird yeah and it works most when you dream at night when you're asleep um but uh you know it, it before pollution and everything like that it will work a lot more actively during the day when you're uh, awake and it would just you know uh you know and DMT is found naturally in everything from oranges to, you know, ayahuasca, which is ayahuasca is like the DMT drug that they, which is without being synthetic. So it's a naturally plant-based source of ayahuasca. If only we can grow it and certify it organic and non-GMO and then test to see if the water soil has fluoride in it or whatever. Is, is that actually so it's 100% like, safe. Is, is ayahuasca like officially legal in all 50 states? And nope. In Puerto Rico and all that nonsense? I think only only maybe for religious uses, but you can't, like, you, the source is questionable. If it were made legal, then you could send it to the non-GMO project or even, like, USDA Organic to make sure, you know, that you're, you're not eating something that was grown in, you know, national state park forests or whatever and with fer poisonous fertilizers in the soil like you don't know, that's bad for you but what i want to know is do you think your average uh, <clears throat> do you think your average federale knows what an ayahuasca plant looks like i'm not trying to say <laughs> do anything illegal i'm just saying does do you think your average federal agent knows what an ayahuasca plant looks like Beats yeah me. i uh, i don't i i sure as hell don't know what the hell it looks like you know but we're going to play two songs that maybe sort of have to do it at least the the second song is written by the same person that has to do with this first song. Here on Free Thought Radio, we can segue into anything at any time and make yeah. it make sense. Ayahuasca, now play the song. <laughs> Trip out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, this first one. No, it's because they have to use their imagination, and their imagination is good because of ayahuasca. Yeah. Yes, there's the connection. I <laughs> yeah. did it. Imagination. Uh, <laughs> uh, this first one's called. The Circle's Gone by the band Portal, and if those who know the band Cynic, like on this shirt, um, it's kind of, they wrote the first album for Cynic, released it in 1993, then broke up shortly after, and then formed the band Portal. So Portal's like post-Cynic, and then Cynic reunited in 2008. Portal disbanded shortly after 1994, so, but they made a really cool, like, 10-song album Portal did, and uh, a lot more mellower than Cynic, a lot more, you could say, pineal glandy than Cynic, if that's a verb. Um, yeah, you just made it one, you just did all those it. those later Cynic's albums, even though the whole, I say the whole Cynic discography is very, you know, you know, 
it it is you know i won't go into it but conjugated uh, that like a pro by the way yeah and then and then after that <laughs> is a song called i've seen those eyes by the band aeon spoke which is kind of like the ethereal alternative rock band of the same dude from cynic aeon and the drummer spoke, huh yeah and and mm. uh this this song is actually kind of like a harder to get one uh, it's from the soundtrack of a movie it was kind of like a cheesy horror movie that i saw when i was like in middle school it was it was pretty crappy but they did the, they did one of the songs and it's actually not that bad so what was the name of the movie Cry Wolf. Cry Wolf. All right. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't watch any modern horror movies. Um, but the circle's gone by Portal, and then after that, I've seen those eyes by Aeon Spoke. Here on KKSM AM thirteen twenty, the Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network, FreeThoughtMedia.org. Headlines are up next.
KKSM. Muskrat Love is the most evil song that's ever existed. The Radio Revolution. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Health Forest Nutritionals through their affiliate program. The Health Forest banner at freethoughtmedia.org has a link that allows a portion of your sales to support this show. Health Force is 100% non-GMO, organic, raw, and vegan superfoods and detox remedies. The award-winning Vitamineral Green Complex contains algae that are grown indoors to avoid attracting atmospherical pollutants, essential greens like wheatgrass, and more that take heavy metals, radiation, and toxins out of the body due to nuclear power, fluoride, chemtrails, GMOs, vaccines, and more harmful man-made pollutants. The Warrior Food Protein Powder is hemp and brown rice, 100% vegan, raw, organic. Our specialized health force link can be found at freethoughtmedia.org. Free Talk Live. Well, I'm a working police officer. I'm actually on duty in a small town in Central Texas. I've been doing this job 10 years. 99% of what you guys talk about is dead on. We got guys getting into this profession just to wear a badge and play God. Mm. It's getting worse and worse. There used to be a couple of decent guys that I worked with. Both of them have quit. Why did they quit? Well, it's because of the BS. We can't help the people that actually need help, which is what you get into this job to do if you're, if you're a good person. It's interesting that whenever honest cops call in like you, we get the same story. That the corruption rises through the ranks, that the good guys, the guys like you that got in to make a difference and actually help people and catch the real bad guys, the guys like you end up getting frustrated by the system, frustrated by the corruption and the bureaucracy, and they end up quitting, which of course means that more bad guys can move in and move up through the ranks. Is anything inaccurate about that? No, sir. That's my point entirely. Free Talk Live, seven nights a week from 7 to 10 Eastern, live on the Liberty Radio Network at lrn.fm. Want your business to reach students of Palomar College? Want your name to reach a global listening audience? Want to support an educational program? Then sponsor KKSM. KKSM offers affordable rates, personalized spots, and global exposure for your business. Call our advertising line at 760-744-1150, extension 2442, to find out how you can sponsor KKSM and receive a tax write-off. With rates starting at $100, sponsoring KKSM is an affordable way to get your business's name out there. Call 760-744-1150, extension 2442, to start advertising with KKSM. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Hippie Butter Hemp Seed Products. Through their affiliate program, the Hippie Butter banner at freethoughtmedia.org contains a link that allows a portion of your sales to support this show. Hippie Butter is 100% organic hemp seed food and skincare products. Hemp is not cannabis and contains no psychoactive THC, cannot get you high, and will not appear on any drug test. Hemp seed butter is a whole food soft meal for babies. Hemp seeds are a 100% organic, raw, and non-GMO source of proteins, omega fatty acids, and trace minerals. Our special hippie link can be found at freethoughtmedia.org. When they point the finger at you, brother man, this is what you gotta tell them. I'm not guilty. You're the one who's guilty. 
lawmakers, the politicians, the Colombian drug lords, all you who lobby against making drugs legal, just like you did with alcohol during the prohibition. You're the one who's guilty. I mean, come on, let's kick the ballistics here. Ain't no Uzis made in Harlem. Not one of us in here owns a poppy feet. This thing is bigger than immortal technique. This is big business. This is the American way. Free Thought Radio. Independent music, independent talk, and independent minds. Freethoughtmedia.org. Welcome back to Free Thought Radio of the Free Thought Media Network, freethoughtmedia.org, KKSM AM 1320, Cox Cable Channel 957, palomarcollegeradio.com, and lrn.fm, the Liberty Radio Network. My name is Alex Fiddle. I am the journalist, founder, and producer of Free Thought Media Network. And to my left is Mike Pastor, the host of Free Thought Radio. Hello, everybody. And you know what that means? It is time. Yes. For the news. It's time for the news. On radio, the most popular medium of the day from around the nation and across the globe. Brought to you by Hippie Butter Hemp Seed Products. All right. In national news, a teen was put in a coma after cops taser him for trying to break up a fight at his high school. This is from benswan.com, swan with two N's, of course. 17-year-old No Nino de Rivera tried to break up a fight between two girls at Cedar Creek High School on November 20th. Officer Randy McMillan arrived at the school when he saw Rivera trying to break up the fight, at which point he tasered Rivera and cuffed the teen despite already being unconscious on the floor. He endured a traumatic brain hemorrhage mm. from being tasered, Jeez. let alone falling to the floor from having that hemorrhage. The family is suing the county. Additionally, the school hesitated to call for medical assistance, so their negligence is as well a part of that lawsuit. The officer had tasered a student the previous year without discipline. Hmm, gee... That teenager is unconscious on the floor. What should I do? Hmm, better cuff him just to make sure. Freeze! <laughs> and this next oh one is God. disturbing, Mike. You want This is like, you know, Snowden's latest, you know, bombshell. This is bigger than... Well, this is it like is, a step below giving all the data to Israel. This is like a... This okay. is almost as evil as that. And it's, it's evil. All right. Okay. So, also from uh, BenSwanWithTwoNs.com. Uh, Edward Snowden uh, has released um, even more information on the NSA. Uh, the NSA is watching you watch porn. So they, I, I don't know what they're going to do with that information. I really don't know. So whether you're into the most vanilla porn ever or you like some real kink, <laughs> they're gonna find, they're gonna know about it, and they're gonna you know put in that data collection facility somewhere, and I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know if they're trying to get a psychology of what's going on with people. Or, Here, here's their stated purpose for it: they're they're keeping tabs on quote radical activists and Muslims. Uh, so the NSA wants to keep a record of your porn habits so it can be later used against you oh. to publicly defame you and discredit you if you're a radical activist or a Muslim. And, you know... We saw you looking at porn that looks absolutely nothing like your wife. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> 
Isn't it that? outrageous that oh, God. the government is used as a tool for political ends, like, you know, to silence opposition when that's, you know, uh, electoral misconduct? We should go after the candidates or the incumbent politicians that rely on this stuff every time an NSA thing benefits their candidacy, p- bumps them up in the polls. Uh, they should be indicted for election tampering or something like that. I mean, this is literally what it's for, but it's it's an accepted norm because Kim Kardashian is so much more important than the NSA keeping logs on what kind of porn you watch. So so if you're a radical activist and they, they want to, instead of, you know, arguing the issue such as, you know, the issue of... Uh, <laughs> The issue of the way we live in a 1984 on steroid society, instead of arguing the issues of that, they're just you know, going to result to some logical fallacy. It's basically a, a, one big logical evil Orwellian fallacy since they can't make an argument saying, you know, we really should live in a 1984 on steroid society. And others can be like, ha ha. You watch this kind of porn, ha ha. You win the argument. I'm not going to hear it. You watch porn. If so, what what we're I guess what we're trying to big baby essentially. Yeah, what we're trying to get at here is apparently if you're a political activist, you better be watching some like pornography from 1885 where some girl is showing yeah, VHS, Prince. Where, where some girl, you know, and is 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 showing some ankle. Beyond that, they're going to try to use it against you. So you know, you better find some something vintage, and you know, yeah, I don't don't, know. don't use a VHS on a smart TV because they could uh, live stream that right to the what what goes on your TV. <laughs> Creepy as all get out. Yeah. So so the government basically should not be aiding electoral candidates by dishing up somebody's porn habits and even if it has nothing to do with electoral politics like a, you know if it's just an activist uh, you know it's just to discredit the dialogue you know to prevent dialogue from going forward which is totally crappy in a supposedly free society um turn the page here for some more turn national. The page. in national news anti-trans-pacific partnership protesters occupy a obama and democratic party fundraiser that's how you do it. Yeah, because we all know, and more and more people, especially in the Occupy movement, especially people on the left, they're finally coming out of the two-party, or the, sorry, the anti-two-party closet, and they're realizing that we all know that Democrats are just as much in the pocket of Wall Street as the Republicans. So it only makes sense that the Democrats had an elite fundraiser in Hollywood uh, at the same time that Obama is supporting multinational corporations' wet dream, otherwise... Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. You just said wet dream. The NSA is listening, Alex. Uh, that doesn't count as... You're a political hey. activist. Keep no, it no, vanilla, no, no. okay? That, that's, that's the wet dream of the multinational corporations, not me. Okay. I'm just... All right. I just I wanted to citing, clarify for citing. the NSA. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, the, the wet dream of the multinational corporations is the Trans-Pacific Partnership that Obama is supporting... And that was introduced under Bush in 2005. Uh, Obama took that and threw it at the Atlantic Ocean, the Transatlantic Partnership. So now they're working on two simultaneous trade deals, which are basically uh, EUs or NAFTAs for the you know the coastal countries. So it'd be like it applies to California, Pacific Rim. It probably applies to the entire United States too, but it's called the Trans-Pacific Partnership because it involves all these countries, um, Atlantic partnership would be the same on the other side so um, is, is this gonna be one of those things where one of these days and then north american union i hate to sound like alex jones because i know he discredits all these you know important issues like you know a north american union 
um, because he sounds insane. Um, these are I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to take it back. I'm taking it back. Yo. Taking it back. So yeah, the, um, this is basically like an EU for the U.S. coasts. It, it's pretty crappy. Um, so so some in attendance of the protest were the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Why? Because the TPP would censor the, the internet and kill journalism. Um, it specifically mentions WikiLeaks.org, just like the Diane Feinstein bill that would define journalism does. Feinstein. So anytime WikiLeaks is like mentioned specifically in a piece of legislation, you know it's evil and it kills my profession. Um, another one person that was in there was really cool, independent congressional candidate and um, spiritual uh, author Marianne Williamson. Where's she running for office? What's going on? Thirty uh, third District, California, okay. Santa Monica area. Off the top, top of his two. head, folks. Vote in June, because the top two sucks. Don't forget to vote in June. Um, uh, you want to take the next bit yeah, of national yeah, news? Yeah, 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 okay. Uh, NSA employees received talking points for tea day dinner. Uh, in case they Thanksgiving. Ah, oh, mm, mm, ah, turkey day. Mm, tear, mm, 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 mm. Yes, yes, tea day, tea day. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, in case they got harassed for their life choices... Uh, Kevin Gostinala, yeah, close enough, of Fire Dog Lake uh, published a document on Monday that was allegedly allegedly handed out to uh, employees of the intelligence agency ahead of Thanksgiving to ensure embattled staffers would stand their ground if family members or friends betrayed them about what was going on, uh, about the ongoing, excuse me, surveillance scandal started six months ago. Uh, by Edward Snowden there. So, you know, it's just more of the mm, creepy, you know, let's yeah. let's do this, let's do that, let's move this around. I had a and... family member that was an NSA employee. Oh, they'd probably put me on the kill list by now. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, I don't know if there are any political activists that have a family member, uh, <laughs> you know, who, who's an NSA employee. Like, how does that happen how do you come home you're like oh what did you do today oh you know i went to this protest and you know i was doing my best to stick it to the man oh really uh so uh you know pull out a pen and pad who was there <laughs> son <laughs> oh really oh so it was a whole bunch of other political activists you know their address too you don't phone number email address nothing oh, okay whatever well have a good night and uh tell me next time you're going to one of those protests i'd like to come with you yeah. in a nice dark hat and sunglasses I, w I wonder what some of the talking points were we're like you know that osama attacked us because we celebrate thanksgiving and eat turkey and celebrate freedom on thanksgiving <laughs> prophet obama <laughs> <laughs> uh doo -doo -doo -doo. um another national news having to do with snowden and the nsa uh, U.S. and British officials are worried that Snowden has a doomsday collection of classified material. So, doomsday! I mean, as, as if the worst has already come out that the NSA is wholesaling all this raw data to Israel. They're watching you watch porn. Um, I don't, there's so many things that I don't even remember. Those are like the two main ones that stand out to me aside from the whole program itself. You know, spending a billion dollars on it, like for this data center. Um... <laughs> And so are they are shutting they, down the government without shutting that down? Are they <laughs> are they unofficially worried or officially worried? Was I, there a, was there a memo put out about I, this yeah. or was this just a Yeah, I think so. I was think, it signed by somebody? I think so they're, they're officially shivering worried. In their wee boots. Okay. Huh? Sorry. They're shivering in their wee boots. Shivering in their wee boots yeah. he says. I like that. Shivering in their wee boots. They're uh, 
Funny guy, this album. They're uh, tyrannical puss in boots or something like that. Um, Careful, that was close. Yeah. So let's talk. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Amazon. What's What's Amazon got going on? Oh, this is so cool. I don't want to be gushing about it, but it's probably the coolest thing ever. Uh, besides the fact that I don't have a jetpack yet, which I will have a jetpack at one point or another. So be- just under that is the fact that Amazon has a really cool idea that they've already made a little, you know, teaser commercial about, <laughs> which is awesome. Do look that up, by the way, on YouTube. Um, so a, you know, non-creepy, non-police-stady you know police state-y Orwellian use for Murdery. a drone. Yeah. Non-murdery. 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 No death involved here. Is Amazon is going to... You can... From what the video shows, you could get a package delivered to your house within 30 minutes. Okay. How is this done? So they they have a little drone pick up the package and fly from whatever local, you know, uh, Amazon warehouse and drop it off at your front door and fly away. Coolest thing ever. They're working on it. There's a video. Check it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily against all drone use. I think drones should be banned for the government, um, but um, you know, because if the government has them, they're gonna find a way to kill somebody with yeah. them. Yeah, but Amazon, I, I I can I can see that as long as you know, blanket blanket across the board, whether it's a government, a corporation, or an individual using a drone to violate somebody's privacy rights or anything like that to surveil them to try to build a criminal case against them without a warrant, if Amazon did that on behalf of the government or on behalf of themselves for whatever reason they want to, they should lose their drone license for a year or something like that. That'd be a great incentive to keep drone use in line for what it's intended to be used yeah, for. Yeah, Amazon, drop off my box and go away. Don't start like taking pictures of the inside of the house or anything. That's, yeah. that's all I want is my book. I'm dating myself back when Amazon used to just sell books. Anyways, yeah, uh, yeah so that... Yeah, that's really cool. Guys. It, it, it I was mean, pretty funny. Um, uh, Luke from We Are Change made a status on. He's like uh, Bilderberg member, uh, 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 Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos may have some easy times getting uh, permits for for drone use. So uh, yeah, he may have some sketchy associations, but I still think it's cool. And if you just you know throw in what I mentioned, you know the blanket, you know, you know. You know, blind justice, no matter who does it, whether it's Amazon or anybody else, use a drone to build a criminal case against somebody without a warrant or drop a... They're not going to drop bombs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't see Amazon dropping bombs. That's yeah. a very bad business model. But they should they should get reprimanded, whether you're a business, individual, government, or corporation. doesn't matter. Uh, you know, no one has extra rights. Uh, justice should be blind, whether you're a government, individual, or corporation. You know, hey, you should be reprimanded. And maybe it'll soak up some of those, like, 30,000 drone permits that the FAA is going to put out. Maybe Amazon yeah. will buy those all up. We won't have yeah, to worry about, the government. you know, predator drones flying around. Sheriff Bill Gore of San Diego running unale- unopposed. Mm, he is? Pathetic. And he's a, oath, oh, he's a guaranteed oath breaker. He's running yeah. unopposed. Jesus. All right. Um, In other national news, Obama pledges $5 billion for global AIDS fight. Despite simultaneously waging a war on medical cannabis, which 60% of AIDS patients use for their relief, and having a, a healthcare website that crashes all the time. <laughs> crashy uh, McCrashy. Uh, next what's the up? next police story? Uh, three teens, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, three black teens were uh, arrested uh, waiting for a bus. So three uh, students from Edison High School, wherever this may be, uh, were uh, charged with disorderly contact, 
conduct, excuse me, uh, they pleaded not guilty in court. Uh, the officer asked the boys to disperse, and they refused. Why? Because they were waiting for a bus. Jeez, right? You know, I have to wait for a bus somewhere. A school bus. A, a school bus, no list. Again, high school students. Uh, the young men say they uh, tried to explain to him that they were waiting for a school bus, and the officer apparently did not listen and arrested the three uh, of the, uh, I guess they're football players, I'm assuming? Yeah, uh, yeah, and this is just another testament to, you know, you know, profiling and, and, you know, since we are losing all our civil liberties, what does the loss of civil liberties allow police officers to do? They allow police officers to do things like that because these teens happen to be, you know, African-American, they just use that opportunity to take away their, their civil liberties and, and, and wrongfully arrest them. You know, even if they were not, they weren't convicted on anything. They had their a bunch of hours of their precious life wasted for some. Yeah, but I that mean, wanted to book them because they were on a power trip and a little bit probably racist. Statistics don't lie. Um, black youth are arrested more than uh, white kids of the same age. Not because like there's anything bad with like. Black people, it's, it's as more. It's on the police officer's side, you know. It, it really <laughs> is for, and, and you can even break the numbers down even more for the exact same alleged crimes. The uh, the black kids will be sentenced to, sentenced to either uh, you know more juvie or more community service than the white kids will almost every time. It's it's really amazing that. People are like, oh no, you know, they 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 they'll do a racist slant on it. Oh well, no, it's just because of you know they're black. No, 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 no. It, you, you, it's the police officer's yeah. fault. We yeah. need to restore our damn civil liberties, which is good for all of us, no matter, you know, whether we are more prone to being subject by police racism or not. Um, in other national news, Bayer Corporation defends violating your property rights with GMO contamination. Bayer Corporation asserted that untested. Unapproved GMO rice pollen cross-pollinating with real rice is an is, act of God. Yeah, wait, yeah, wait for it. What is it again? An act of God. Uh, and then Moses said, "Give us your GMOs." <laughs> you know, that's uh, unfortunately when it comes to you know the way the law works, they're, they're they should they should be held. Li this is you know, this is why you know uh, we should use property rights to prosecute polluters, and that would lead to class action lawsuits. Um, you know representing many people because this is like probably millions of dollars worth of damage and, and uh, not even you know damage of few hundreds of years from now generations that are going to be relying on nature to provide them food are not going to have food that has actual nutrition nutritional value to it because it's been genetically modified to crap uh, all because of bear yeah for for example like if uh if you know, most of the GMO crops, they're designed so that their seeds are not fertile. You will not have another generation of that plant. But the pollen. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it so the plant pollinates and it goes off in the air and say, you've got a farm where your seeds are normal. They do what they're supposed to do. The next generation will come from those seeds. We've got about five minutes left before the anti-media radio with dun, Nick dun, Burnaby dun. comes in. The anti-media.org. So let's, I'm going to rip through the rest of these. Another national news: Too much Tylenol and pregnancy use in pregnancy uh, can result in developmental issues. That's not good. Um, cannabis, not so much. Another national news: Three times as many Americans supported King George during the Revolutionary War than support Congress in present day. 
listen to that and let that absorb that a bit, you know? The Fed now owns one-third of the U.S. bond market. The Federal Reserve owns one-third of all the U.S. bonds. Yeah, and if it became two-thirds, consider little America consumerist dream, Keynesian dream, goodbye. In international news now, China, uh, tying into that Federal Reserve headline, China announces that it's going to stop buying U.S. dollars. The Central Bank of China has decided that it is no longer in China's favor to accumulate foreign exchange reserves. So, again, the death throes of the United States dollar, the writing's on the wall. We've been saying it for a long time, and it's, it's the chickens are, you know, roosting more and more than they have been for the past couple uh, decades. <laughs> yeah. Even though they have been, you know, it's just, now it's more than... In, in other international news, one Palestinian child has been killed by Israel every three days for the past 13 years. Official statistics from the Ministry of Information in Ramallah have revealed that 1,518 Palestinian children were murdered by Israel's occupation forces from the outbreak of the Second Intifada in September 2000 up until April 2013. Additionally, the Day of Rage protests were against Israel's power plan happening on November 30th. In Israel, militarized police clashed with protesters who are against Israel's eviction of 40,000 Palestinian Bedouins from their own lands. The Israeli government has said that the Bedouins were will be rehomed and granted compensation for the move. Didn't we hear that before in the Trail of Tears, you know? Mm, uh, yeah. Mm. From their own land. Oh, we'll just pick you up from your own land. And here, here's... here's uh, if you like your land, you can keep it. I said it. Here, Here's an airhead. <laughs> uh, in, in the Nega village of, of Hora, clashes broke out at the main demonstration where about 1,200 protesters had gathered. The action started out peacefully with people chanting against fascism, Haaretz reports, but eventually some protesters started throwing stones at the police. The Israeli police responded with tear gas, stun grenades, and water cannons. Eleven protesters got detained with ten police injured and a number of police vehicles damaged by stones. So that it got pretty bad, let's put yeah. it that way. In international news, 11 car bombs rock Iraq on Thanksgiving. While Kill- you were eating or waiting in line for cheap crap? Yep. Killing 31 people across the country. While Americans were getting prepared to trample each other for a new TV. Misplaced priorities much? Hmm. In other international uh, news, Israelis bulldoze Palestinian home with someone still inside it. Ugh. The martyrs from that day are Mahmoud Najjar, Mohammed Nakru, and uh, Musa Fansha. Yeah, they've d- they've done something very similar to that in the past. What was the name of that girl from uh, Rachel Corey? She, yes, they ran over. Yes. She's an American girl. Just came over there to be an activist. Ran over her with a bulldozer, and her parents, by paying taxes, paid for that bulldozer that killed her. So remember, file your taxes, kids. Yeah. In international news, the UN promises to make 2014 the year of Palestine, not 2013, and maybe not 2011 or 20 or, or 1948. <laughs> After decades of letting Israel get away with horrendous war crimes and ethnic cleansing, Israel bombed Gaza seven times last week. And the UN said nothing. Obama said nothing about the bombing of Gaza. They're pretending to be peacemakers, but I've always thought that the UN is full of it. They are warmongers and global corporatists. They, in name only, recognize Palestinian right to return which is actually a, a UN-declared human right to all, including Palestinians. They just won't do actually 
anything in action to make that happen to get Palestinians their right to return. It's a group of, pal- of politicians, international politicians, that write nasty letters to other countries. And have wine and cheese parties. Do. Yes, and wine and cheese parties. They don't Good wine and cheese parties, and probably not GMO either. <laughs> the good cheese, huh? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. In international news, extremist rebels seize a part of ancient Christian Syrian town, take nuns captive. So... We've talked about this on the show. Actually, i got to credit Davi Barker of Muslims for Liberty for introducing me to this uh, notion that we all know that U.S. and Saudi-backed extremist fighters are not actually following Islam, but a mistranslated Quran pushed heavily by the Saudis uh, that took hold many, 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 many decades ago, uh, probably even before the U.S., uh, the CIA, Israel, and Saudi Arabia colluded to help you know, the Mujahideen giving them weapons. But aside from giving them weapons, they gave them this false translated, falsely translated Quran to extremize them. And we all know that the Quran is not supposed to be translated. That's like against Islam. Um, so they are not, therefore not necessarily Islamic extremists, uh, even though they claim to be, because it's not true Islam that they are following, but they think they are. Um, uh, and of course, you know, they, therefore they, they are extremists of anyone who isn't like them, including other Muslims. So we'll call them Islamist fighters because they subscribe to the Saudi extremist strain, which is not really Islam. So these quote-unquote Islamist fighters have captured the ancient quarter of Malula, a predominantly Christian town, and UNESCO heritage site in Syria, and are holding captive several nuns in their mother superior from the St. Thecla convent. Additionally, Egypt says you cannot be in a group of more than 10 without a permit. The death of protest. Uh, Saudis, Israelis are colluding to develop a follow-up to the Stuxnet virus to shut down uh, Iranian nuclear activity, despite any peace agreements or international law that it might uh, conflict with. How dumb is this? Think of it like this. Every time you put a virus out onto the internet, anywhere, it's still there. Yeah. So Stuxnet is still out there somewhere, and it's a horrible, horrible computer virus. Yeah. And so they're just going to put another one out there again. Like, yeah. it- what, What's up, guys? Uh, anyways, uh, and finally, in nas- international news, the U.S. is having war games with uh, China, flying planes accidentally into no-fly zone. And, uh, or rather, war games with Japan, and China's there, yep. not happy about it. In other news, uh, today is Chelsea Manning's birthday. Happy birthday to Chelsea Manning. Hope you are liberated soon. Uh, there are no traffic problems in, in, in the North County, San Diego area. Uh, and that about does it for the news. Segway as hell. So I'm going to bring on the Anti-Media Radio with host Nick Burnaby. Please visit our website at freethoughtmedia.org. Please also visit theantimedia.org. We'll be back right at the other side of this. Not getting any ads, none of that, none of that good stuff. Um, we got a bunch of stuff to cover tonight, and um, hopefully we can take a few calls here. I'm not sure if the phone line is going to be up, but you guys can also call us on Skype if you um, call our Skype name, the Anti-Media. It's the Anti-Media on Skype. So uh, if you guys want to call in, you can for sure reach us through there. I, I, um, I'm not sure if the phones are going to be on tonight, but you can try the phones. If the phones don't work, then grab us on Skype. So we're going to be taking some calls later on, or whenever, if whatever, whatever we're talking about, and you guys want to chime in, feel free to tune, feel free to um, listen in because Mondays is our is our our night to take some calls because on Wednesdays we can't take calls just because of the way we have it um, set up right now. 
um, make sure you guys check out our website, theantimedia.org. It's 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 starting slowly but surely. It's getting you know it's coming together to where we want it. If you guys, if anybody listening wants to write for us, feel free to um, talk to me and or uh, add me, uh, message me through the website, email me, whatever. And um, you guys can write for us. You can monetize it with your own ads, or you could use some of our ads. We could, you know, you guys can support yourselves with this stuff. And you know, that's what we need to do is we need to get more people, more people on board doing this stuff as a living, so we could focus more on this, do more of it, actually take the time to do some research, dig into this stuff, travel, um, you know, actually go to these events that we're covering, that we're writing about, and experience it firsthand, get some interviews and all that stuff. That's the kind of stuff we need to, you know, expand on and improve on, and and get more and more people involved in all this stuff because if 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 we're not doing it then the TV is going to be there and then we have to just get clips from these guys on TV which is you know half these clips are edited modified you know I'm half, tired of half of them uh, look like they're there's CGI in the background and then you see the same freaking actors as people in the crowds and they keep uh finding them over and over again when people come through photos so it's it's not reality oh <laughs> uh, like yeah it's, it's the it's the movies you're watching the movies you just don't know it there there's been so many examples of green screen um you know like you were saying cgi you know faked fake shots cnn's famous for that cnn does it all the time uh, they say they're on location and then they're in the same studio and there'll be some kind of background noise where it'll be on location across the world too right the same exact background noise so yeah. it, it, it's it's wag the dog it's really happening now like you can't watch news and think of it as anything different than a TV show or a movie. Exactly. I mean, um, you know, if you look back and you look at the legal standpoint, um, the fact is is that the media, the news media, is not legally bound to uh, represent the truth anymore. No, they were given um, legal clemency that they didn't have to represent the truth and they were allowed to proper, use propaganda um, and they didn't have to label it. Yeah, um, you know, they were basically given, you know, that whole saying that corporations are people, um, you know, that couldn't be any further from the truth when it comes to what's happening with the, uh, when it comes to what's happening with the media, because the media, uh, they have freedom of speech. So when they want to, when the media decides, hey, we want to just go ahead and lie to people, um, they have really no, no legal repercussions. If they get caught in the act, which is pretty rare, you know, they'll come out and they may apologize, they may not. So, uh, you know, by no means is the stuff you see on TV bound by law to be truthful or accurate or any of that stuff. We see if corporations are people, why can't we hold them liable and destroy their their credibility of character? And then they're no longer able to do business through proper channels because they're untrustworthy. The same thing would happen to a person. But if a corporation goes bankrupt or divides itself into a bunch of subsidiaries to save itself, um, they all get a fresh, clean start, but you can't go bankruptcy in this country, even if you have student debt. Yeah, um, you know that's a really good point. You know, if corporations are people and corporations have the same rights as people, well, they sure they sh they sure as hell don't get treated the same way as people do when they break the law, um, and when they when they when they do things that affect a lot of people. Um, no, they just get a higher profit margin, and then they they'll fire a CEO with a golden parachute, and then everything's forgiven. Yep, exactly. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right in here, uh, especially if we get some calls. We're going to run out of time otherwise. Um, first of all, I want to ha I want to um, just 
wish everyone that I hope everyone had a uh, good Thanksgiving. I know there's a ton of controversy surrounding Thanksgiving. And I mean the you know the whole the whole fact that the Thanksgiving holiday is is kind of, you know, it it kind of sucks because all those natives that helped the um the settlers out, you know, what what this holiday is based on, they all got slaughtered or killed or whatever. Right. Um and and you know that part sucks, but you know Americans don't really know what these holidays mean anymore, so I don't think it's that big of a deal as far as that side. Oh, yeah. You know, it's good that people get to spend time with their family. You know, take time out, spend some time with your family and all that stuff. It's good for you. It's good for all of us to do that kind of thing. Um, you know, and hopefully most people get along with their families. I know we all have differences, especially politically. Um, but the original Thanksgiving, it's funny because people don't really know what it was, and it was because. There was so much starvation that when they finally had their first crop at, with the help of the Indians, and I'm talking about the original um, Dutch uh, East Indian Company, um, and everyone knows how Roanoke disappeared overnight, but there were other colonies, and then, of course, Plymouth Rock. They had massive Thanksgiving for the natives because without them, they could have never planted their crops and survived You know, another, another winter. And it's funny, it's ironic. We're, we we celebrate Thanksgiving because without the natives, you know, the the English never get a foothold on this continent, and at the same time, they never commit genocide on the natives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and I I mean, uh, they're probably regretting it now. I mean, well, not now, but I mean, at, once they realized what was going to happen, I'm sure they were like, oh man, damn, we should not have helped these guys out. But yeah, and it yeah. was too late. You know, once the railroad was built, it was already done. Yeah, and I mean the big thing that killed the most natives that most people don't really talk about as much is all those plagues and all these diseases because their their immune system weren't um, unlike the Europeans who have been exposed to these diseases for hundreds and maybe even thousands of years. Uh, the Native Americans had never experienced these diseases, so when the Europeans got here, all these diseases spread like wildfire because their immune system, um, you know, had never been exposed to this kind of stuff before, so they weren't able to naturally fight it off and and you right. know they didn't have bill gates back then uh, vaccinating <laughs> every single person in, in, oh, yeah. in the whole if, in the whole world if only they had bill gates back then they would have been safe you know but then they'd be all sterile so they would have died anyway bill gates could have saved the indians <laughs> yes the the one generation <laughs> <laughs> the thing with that is uh it, it was the smallpox the smallpox blankets that were directly led to the deaths of at least 1 million north american natives just that one tactic. It was used as an act of kindness in the winter. Oh, here's some wool blankets, way better than those buffalo hides. They were covered in smallpox. They gave it to like two people, and it killed the whole camp. And that was a that was an act of war, like a, 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 a tactic they used. That was the those are the first ever known uses of biological weapons. Not the first known ever used, but um, they were they were pretty bad, and they were actually used scientifically because, you know. Right before the Civil War, America was knee-deep in the Industrial Revolution and the Scientific Revolution. So they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But um, they also did it They also did it uh, during the Indian days. Uh, oh, yeah. Even before then they did that. Um, that was all part of Manifest Destiny because, you know, the Sioux and the Cheyenne and the Cherokee, those the big, huge tribes that were in charge of all the, you know, the uh, plains – we're in, in the way of that. So, of course, that was, that was the Indian-American War. Yep. Yep. 
and that's what we celebrate. We celebrate those guys helping us survive and then wiping them out. <laughs> yeah, it's, now, it's and now wiping out millions of turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, on this Thanksgiving thing, and 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 you know, it, it's a day of. Like I said, Americans don't really know why we're doing the why we celebrate most of these holidays anymore. Um, but you know, it's a way of saying thanks for what we have and you know what what we're blessed enough to to be able to you know to be comfortable or whatever it is that you have in your life. Um, and then they go ahead the next day, the next morning, they wake up at five in the morning, or maybe they wait at uh, midnight and go out thir- uh, Thanksgiving night and they go and buy a bunch of crap um, that they don't need. And and you know this meme. This 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 whole Black Friday thing. There's one meme that always comes up every year, and it always sticks out, and it always goes viral. It's like Black Friday because uh, only only in America do you go out and buy crap you don't need a, a day after being thankful for the stuff you already have. You know. Right. Right. Um, but I guess this year was extra savage. Um, all this stuff going on, and I, I read this yeah. Onion article, which, by the way, Onion is satire. I posted the article. A lot of people didn't understand that the Onion is satire. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's an Onion article, which was hilarious, and it was said like 40-something million people died on Black Friday. Yeah, well, and I people mean, were like, million, <laughs> there were 40 million people out there that are already dead inside. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the thing about the onion is it always there's always a bit of truth to it. Yeah, there's always a little bit of it that brings a message, and that's why I think it's such a good website, such a powerful website. Um, but two million zombies reside in America that we know about. Yeah, you know, I I, I went I partook I partook in uh, Black Friday, but I did everything online, dude. I mean, why would you fight through all that to save a few bucks? The 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 so-called doorbusters are always going to be the cheapest, crappiest. Chinese mass-produced suicide-leading goods you're ever gonna buy, and you're fighting over them. And then how many people died? Three. Wasn't one of the people that died a part-time Walmart worker who got stampeded? Think about the worst ways to go out, and I'm not talking about pain, but just God. When you think about how you went out working at Walmart part-time, oh. I mean, <laughs> that's got to be rough. It's just and, a and needless no- death. More than and- more than needless. And believe me, that everyone in that person's family was like, "Come on, man, don't or come on, don't work, uh, don't work Thanksgiving. Just spend the time. No, I need the money, you know." Right. Then boom, you get stampeded by a bunch of brainless idiots. Yeah, you know, you, and it's always just perpetuating this, this mindless consumerism. I mean, do you really need a fourteen-dollar waffle maker? And the person you give that to is a gift. They don't want that. So I mean, what are you going out and buying these cheesy? cheap crappy consumer goods they they're gonna break in a second and it's just not they're called doorbusters because you know they expect this big crowd of idiots to break the doors down to get inside and you know that's exactly what it is every time yeah there i saw one video literally that exact thing happened it was like one of these metal <laughs> roll-up doors and the employee like it, it there was like the there was initial there was like an initial surge and there were like five six employees holding the door and they pushed the door back and then um, about 20 seconds later, they surged again, and then the door busted down. And every, all the employees, there was like 10 employees at that point by the door, and they all just booked it. They all just went running. <laughs> yeah, I mean, $10 an hour is not worth it. Uh, I might just clock out. I don't know. And then there was another one where these, um, all the traffic got bottlenecked at this, at this door, and then one guy fell down, and then about three, four other guys went under. And, and um, you know, like 20, 30 people were, like, standing on top of these people. And they couldn't really move because uh, the, everyone got stuck in this door. 
Well, I mean, it's just the mass of humanity behind you. And the perfect example is like watching those videos um, from the Ukraine where there's a million people in the streets and the cops will like, you know, try to hold back the first line. But then everybody behind him shoves them and it's it's over. It's like you you, you lost control because the mass of people. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and then, you know, the guy's like laying underneath and you just hear him yelling. He's like, get off me. It hurts. It hurts. Get off me. And then <laughs> luckily, like be, there's some people there had some sense and they stopped and they like told everyone they're like, back up, back the hell up. <laughs> and they had to pull these three guys out, man. And two of them, they they were they were hardly even able to walk, man. They got they got hurt, you know. They could have well, died if if that door was any bigger and people were able to get through it. Those guys would have died, you know. They well, unless, did anyone people. sign anyway? Uh, a sign away the right to sue Walmart when they walked in the door? I don't think so. So more lawsuits. <laughs> oh man. You know, and then that, that'll lead to more subsidies for Walmart because. You know, now with the dollar being rejected by China, they're a cash poor company all of a sudden because all of their stock they have right now, it's not really going to be replenished with the same fervor as it used to. So their days as a big box kind of company are, are they're they're coming to a close. It's going to be contraction season now at Walmart. You can be sure of that uh, because you know if they have to spend significantly more money transferring their dollars into the yuan and losing tons and tons and tons of of percentage points on that well they're gonna have to raise their prices and and there's no point to go to walmart unless it's just to save a little bit of money if you can't save any money why would you go there at all exactly exactly you, you know, know this this whole thing this whole thing with the dollar being rejected um, in China, is it's so big, it's so huge, and not not many people are talking about it. Um, but if you look at the trends, I mean, um, China is going to overtake us as far as economic power, and you know, as you know, as the quote unquote largest economy in the world, we're losing ground so quickly now for to China that it's only a matter of years. It could be five years, ten years at the most. Um, if the current trends keep up, where China becomes the largest economy in the world, and then we become secondary. Well, I think that day's already passed, and let me tell you why. We have a new internet being built now, bypassing the U.S. because of Snowden's re uh, revelations, and we all know that the future of the um, worldwide economy is going to be virtual because robots can make and produce and transport everything. We need thinkers, we need entrepreneurs, we need entertainers for these all these uh, these inventors. And this is going to need the internet. And guess what? We're simply going to be bypassed by the rest of the world because of this debacle. And we're, not, we're going to be a self-enclosed economy fairly shortly. We're going to have our allies in NATO if, if they remain, and maybe South America, and that only being part of it. And soon you're going to see the new BRIC alliance, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, basically going to take over the rest of the world economy and have their own internet. So those days are gone. There's a reason why Australia used the yuan as their new reserve because the dollar is, except for our country alone and our allies, it's already basically a dead currency. The reserves already changed to the yuan. Um, the only thing left now are these last final wars for the petrodollar, and that's it. Yeah, man, and <clears throat> we if we look at what's happening and what a disservice our government has done um, – because now, now what we're doing in these next in these coming years is we're turning over basically the sphere of influence for the entire world over to China.
Yes. And and what is China? What do they do? They support child labor. They're the they most su- oppressive regime ever. They support forced uh, slave labor. Um, they have the worst living conditions anywhere. They have like they they pollute worse than anybody. Um, I mean, they're morally and ethically sustainably. Um, they're it's a shame. And the re- why are they able to do all this stuff? Because they've got all this slave labor, they've got all this child labor, they've got all this forced prison labor. They're such a repre- uh, oppressive regi- regime. You know, labor isn't allowed to organize in China. There's no such thing as a, a labor union. Um, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. And, and these guys are morally bankrupt, just like we are now. Well, our government is morally bankrupt, and, and the media is turning our people morally bankrupt, if you look at what's been happening like on Black Friday. Um, but China's even worse. And um, thanks to our government uh, abusing what they've been given control of, like the monetary system, um, the, the foreign policy and all that stuff, uh, the, the national security state, the NSA, all the spying and all that stuff, everyone around the world is starting to reject us. For every, they're rejecting our internet. They're rejecting our dollars. They're rejecting our goods. They're rejecting our trade. They're rejecting our diplomacy, um, because our government has been abusing the world for 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 the past hundred years. And it's easy to see why, because <clears throat> I can see the game plan being destroyed by me, me you, and every other alternative media, um, you know, contributor over the last two years. We can see how it's played out. It's gone from a glo- a global oligarchy slowly wrapping its tentacles around every business, private interest, um, and trying to push through this new order of things, which would be uh, global communism. And it's being destroyed now because all these other countries, despite whatever sweetheart deal you give me, I know no matter what, I'm always going to be a secondary citizen to you. I'm never, even if I run my country and I'm a dictator to my country, I know now from watching other dictators that you'll take me out in a second. Me and my family and all my power structure. So why? Why would anyone make a deal with the empire anymore? The empire's credibility is gone. Now the currency is gone. And now the people living under the empire, just like when Rome fell, are going to be responsible for what comes out of the ashes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you know, where does it end? Where, where, when do we uh, finally break away from all this uh, you know, big government, this this huge foreign policy. I mean, the the rest of the world is doing it. It's time for us as a people to say, you know what? You know, you, the government, you guys, you're on your own. You know, it's time for us to work together as a community and and locally to do our own thing. If we want to be governed locally, you know, fine, let's govern locally. Yep. Um, but it's time for everyone. I mean, the world's doing it now. It's our turn. Everyone and the great thing say, about yeah, living here okay. is we can change things locally. Like, you know, we could go through, even though our our system of government is is awful at a federal national level, at a local level, if people are really concerned about things, they can get things changed. They can put bills into play and get laws passed. You can turn the community you live in into anything you want, but you just have to make it happen with enough other people that know what's going on. Definitely. And it's all about grassroots action, you know, grassroots movement, you know, getting people together to make the change. Um, you know, we rail against politics all the time on this show. I mean, definitely the federal government is nonsense. Um, it is. But if you figure out a way to govern yourself locally, you know, that makes sense. Just like our buddy um, Alex Fidel that's running for Encinitas mayor, 
you know, this guy, he's an activist in the local community. He's against the police state. He's against the drug war. You know, he's pro-civil liberties, pro-freedom, you know, and he's running for a small town mayor. You know, and these are the kind of people that we need to support, you know, trying to trying to run a, a president at the federal level and hoping that that's going to change something. There's not really much hope in that because the president, first of all, all all the presidents are puppets. Ever, you know, JFK was probably the last guy with a half decent bone in his body. Um, not only that, but even if you did get a good guy in office, his hands would be tied anyway. Because um, right. whenever a guy would try to do something good, I mean, it's going to get roadblocked by the Congress. And that's why we need to focus on breaking down the centralization of power at every step. While they're trying to consolidate things worldwide, we need to be focusing on our particular country with the only military that can pretty much dominate the world and that way we can circumvent their plans because without our military there's nothing they can do you know the whole plan is on our military being used to subjugate all the rest of the world probably in concert with china's and if we don't go along with it this status quo that we're at this 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 um i guess you can say this balance we have right now it's going to remain, and then we can work on getting rid of government as it is right now completely on a, on each country's level. But to let this consolidation continue, it, it, it's it's going to be have deadly consequences most likely because it will lead to some kind of war or something at some point. Because honestly, people, they want the ability to control their own destiny. And that's why, the like I said, the U.S. is so great. On a state level, on a community level, we can make things change the way we want. Exactly. And, and, you know, the same way we're thinking, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I think it makes perfect sense. The same, way we're, the same way we're thinking where we look at government as the middleman, and we're trying to cut the middleman out of the equation where we can maybe, you know, if we are going to do services like healthcare and like welfare, food stamps, um, do it direct, you know, do it directly through the community instead of involving the federal government, the federal bureaucracy, where all the money gets basically thrown away in the bureaucratic process. You know, you got hundreds, hundreds of thousands of federal um, employees that are making, you know, 80 grand a year just to say, oh, yeah, send these food stamps over to, to, to um, California and send these food stamps over to right. Idaho. It's like, aren't these most of these taxes coming from those states anyway? Why does it have to funnel through Washington, D.C., where all the lobbyists so they can and, get their and, cut? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Just like any middleman, you want to get your cut. Right. Now, we're looking at it like 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 that as well, where we're saying, look, we we got to cut out the middleman, but at the same time, the corporations and the the huge global multinationals and and the dudes that are in charge of everything are looking at government the same way. They want to cut the middleman out too. And that's why we have the the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, and there's a few other related ones that are going on all at the same time. Right. And and the way it's looking right now, the government's going to pass this stuff. The government is fast tracking this stuff. They're they're keeping it all secret. The they only will. the only time we got a little insight into it was because WikiLeaks got their hands on some some documents that talked about it a little bit, just a little tiny window into it. And even what we saw on that, even though a tiny little window was bad. Yep, and TPP, if you look at it from a grander scheme of things, it, it, more than anything else, it's SOPA on steroids, okay? They really could care less about trade agreements and wage dropping and standard of life and everything. They want to stop the flow of information. This is so when the takeover is unveiled, they shut down the internet and no one can can group together and, and try to basically combat what will be happening on the ground. They're just going to, it'll be back like the old days where no one knows what's going on. You know, this is what TPP is about. This is all it's about. 
This is why organizations like Pirate Bay have been talking about getting things uh, either offshore or even in a drone and getting servers put uh, away from this because once the information stops, what do you do? You just, you're going to hear things on loudspeakers out on the street and you're going to go sheeple it up and blindly follow where the crowd's going to the FEMA camps and that's going to be it. Yeah, and, and, you know, the other thing is, um, you know, if this this thing passes, we're going to have, I would say about at least half of these alternative websites are going to get shut down because of copyright. And a lot of these radio shows are going to get shut down too because of copyright. Yeah, Um, intellectual property. But the thing is, you know, you you got to get yourself protected under their own little um, their 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 own stuff. You got to get your business license set up and everything else so you're protected, and you got to play their game until people stop believing in the system. Yep. Hey, we have a caller on the line. Hey, you there? Can you hear me? Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going, man? What's your name? Uh, Ken. Ken, how's it going? Hey, can you pause your or uh, can you can you uh mute the uh the uh, radio show if you haven't yet? Uh, I have. All right, cool. What's what's going on, man? What do you want to talk about? I was just wondering about uh, Rand Paul, and obviously it sounds like you guys are probably against him, but I know the page on Facebook has posted some pro-Rand Paul stuff, and I just wanted to clear up what your position on him was. Um. Well, we don't we don't really have a exact position on Rand Paul. I think he, there's some things that he does well, like um, when he when he uh, filibustered against the drones, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, right, yeah, I agree on that. But I mean, just the whole Israel thing and continuing to just really stand with them when they really don't deserve that—the sanctions, the supporting the sanctions—and just being kind of wishy-washy on a lot of stuff. I don't know what your opinion is on that. I yeah. mean, uh, to me, I think he's kind of a, a libertarian front in a way, like. He's going to fold people in that really take personal liberties seriously, and he's going to pretend like he's fighting for them and in the end be overwhelmed by the system. And that's kind of his yeah. – that's his role, dude. He, you know, it's all theater, and that's his role. Um, that, that's, that's just the role he has in the acting game. Yeah, exactly. I can definitely agree with that. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, I think there are some things that he says that we can use for our own benefit and to advance the ideas and advance the movements because, um, you know, obviously he gets a lot of mainstream attention. He's on Fox News fairly often. Um, when, he, when he talks about ideas that need to be, get out there, I think that's a good thing. You know, when he talks about mm-hmm. drones, when he talks about auditing the Fed, you know, that's important stuff that we that we do want to get out there. Um, he may not be a, you know, obviously he's a politician and every politician um, is going to let you down one way or another. But I think the the main good thing about um, the role Rand is playing is that um, despite a lot of his stances, he can, certain times he says things that can help get a lot of these ideas that we've been talking about for a long time into the mainstream finally. Sure. Yep. That's yeah, exactly. you might as well use them. You might as well use them while he's there. Oh, exactly. You know, exactly. Just like any any of these other guys, you know, like like uh, um, what's his name? The guy from uh, the Born Identity came out the other day and said something good. Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, he actually said something good the other day. You know, Russell Brand says some good stuff sometimes. Um, but but just like the same thing with Rand Paul is, is if we can extract some some of the things they say and use it to move forward the 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 idea of freedom. You know that's good, but we don't want to put faith in these people because they can easily just, you know, you know, it could easily come down to Russell Brand in 2016 telling everybody to vote for Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't even doubt that, you know. So, so 
you know, take, take, uh, in my opinion, take it with a grain of salt. Um, any, anyone that's a celebrity, anyone that's a politician, you know, they're going to let you down eventually. So, um, you know, I guess, I guess that's pr pretty much what I think around. Yep. Yep. I would just say simply controlled opposition, you know, All it's right. just like having a, a villain, a villain in a movie when you really don't need one, but for him, he's the shining light that doesn't exist in, in, in the current political game. All right. Thanks. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Man. Thanks for calling. All right, we're get we're getting another call in here. One second, let me let me bring this call in. Hey, how's it going? You're on the Anti Media Radio. What's your name? Hey, my name's Brian. How's it going, Brian? Hey, Brian what do you want to talk about? Um, well, so I I heard what you said about how um you know like Rand Paul. We were talking about Rand Paul, and uh, I understand you guys aren't huge about you know Rand Paul, but like what you said about like his uh, whole drone thing, the um. You know, you were talking about, um, like, he, he did a whole drone filibuster, which I'll, I'll admit, like, that was really cool. But at the same time, he kind of flip-flopped on drones, you know? Like, he, he said, um, like, he, the next time, like, he was in, like, Fox News, he came out and said, he's like, well, if somebody, you know, runs out of a liquor store with a gun, you know, and, and a bag of cash in his hand, I don't care if a drone kills him. I mean, that's, that's like exactly what the, the try, type of thing we're trying to prevent, you know, a police state where you could be threatened with a drone if you commit a, a petty crime, you know? like. Yep, and you'll have facial recognition and there'll be hellfires and then you won't yeah. even see it coming. Exactly. And that's, and that's, that's what we've been, yeah. you know, me and Nick talked about that before and that's why there's even companies coming out with drone-proof clothing so they can't detect your heat signature because mm -hmm. we've always said it's just going to be a, a, a plane with a logarithm and if you mm -hmm. match some kind of behavioral pattern, a hellfire gets shot at you. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's absolutely, I don't know. I mean, honestly... I don't know. I used to really like Rand Paul. I used to think that he was kind of just. I used to think he was kind of just like you know, um, uh, trying to appeal and pander, you know, in order to gain power. But now I'm starting to think, you know, even if you're trying to do that, even if you're trying to make it so that you're you're just kind of appealing to the establishment so you can get into position of power, even if you're doing, it, you got to at least stick by your principles a little bit. And and the way that he's coming, I mean, if he really is at his core a true libertarian. Well, he's not doing it right, you know. I mean, he's come out as, as he's against legalizing drugs, he's against gay marriage, and he's pro sanctions in Iran, and you know the whole flip up on the drone thing, and his you know uh, undying support for Israel. I I just don't understand. I mean, I don't know. I yeah. I I just I I can't like I I just can't possibly support him anymore, honestly. But no, I don't think you can. I mean, he's just the the least worst choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and honestly, I think that we need to stop, in general, stop putting our faith in, in politicians. Personally, I think we really need to just claim our own, you know, our own uh, natural sovereignty, you know, as sovereign individuals and illegal rights. We need to, to claim our own self-governance and not keep trying to put our faith and politicians and keep and keep, you know, playing their games. You know, I don't think we can achieve true change that way. I think like what Ron Paul did is he he really um, his goal in general was like more about education than anything you know than really actually getting a position of power mm -hmm. and I really like you know I, I like that he did that that he was more about trying to educate people trying to educate the youth you know and all that rather than you know actually and obviously he did want to become president but he, he's even come out and said his his end goal was not to do that but to 
you know, educate people. And I think in doing that, he definitely succeeded. And so I think that's what we need to be trying to do. You know, we need to be really trying to educate the masses, you know, to, to get out there and, and, and not, not try to gain positions of power, not try to rule over others or whatever, but, but and, and, and stopping our faith in politicians, but, you know, to really get out there, educate people, you know, and, and, and you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know I, know, what I, mean? like, I know really, what you're saying, man. It's like, um, you know, and I was going to post this the other day, but I was trying to refine it a bit because I didn't want to offend anybody. Um, but it's basically, in my opinion, it's basically the, the situation we're facing is basically like this. Um, as long as the people of any said place, any said um, country are not taking care of everything that a society needs on their own, like basically when there's poor people in the streets and there's there's kids that can't eat and there's, you know, uh, single moms that are starving – the, the need for government is always going to be there. Even though it's a false need, they're always going to have the excuse, look, there's 30 million people that are poor in this country, so we're going to have to tax you guys so we can feed them. Now, yeah. in the end, the government is only a reflection of the people, and what, what happened to America is we became a bunch of lazy um, you know, people that don't have any compassion. That we're, 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 we're so lazy that instead of helping poor people ourselves, instead of, instead of me going down to the park – and feeding the homeless people with with the extra twenty bucks that I have, you know, it, it, we've gotten to a point now where we're just like, oh, whatever, we pay taxes, you know, that's good enough, and the the government will take care of it. It's the government's problem now, you know. So so in the end, and that and that's why I get so like, I, it just amazes me the amount of people that I see on Facebook like calling for violent revolution. Half of these people are are government plants. The other half of people are just uninformed. Because if we had a violent revolution and we over we 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 were successful in overthrowing the government, which um, in all in all likelihood, in, in the in the in the current position we're in, where the the current um, mind state of the population, if we did have a revolution, it would probably end up in failure within a couple of years, just like Egypt did. Um, but until we're able to change our whole mindset and our whole ideas behind, you know, how things work, and and until we're able to, as a people, and just like like we were talking about a little earlier on the show, cutting out the middleman because really, in the end, um, people you know there are a lot of people that do need help, that do need food, that do need free food, that do need assistance, but it doesn't have to come from the government because in the end the money is actually coming from us. It's just the government as the middleman. And what does exactly. the government do? The yeah. government becomes wasteful. The government becomes inefficient. They take a yeah. big giant cut off the top. Like I mean, honestly, the the money that they take from your check that is supposed to go towards um, helping poor people, how much of that money percentage-wise do you think actually makes it to the poor people? I don't, what, 20%, 30% max? Well, one of the interesting yeah. statistics was always that your income tax, every single penny goes straight to the debt on top of what's borrowed by our own government exactly. from the Federal Reserve, which mm -hmm. is a private company. It's, yeah, it's economic enslavement. At its core, yep. for sure. Exactly. Um, it's, and yeah, yeah, and exactly what you said about government and welfare and all that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, helping the poor and being compassionate is is admirable. Doing it at gunpoint is not. You know, like you, I, I don't give anybody any moral credibility for lobbying or for voting rather for the government to you know take something from somebody else and then give it you know give it to somebody else that that's not that doesn't really make you not. a good person if that you, actually if makes you, you uh in my opinion that yeah. makes you even worse because that's just showing how lazy you are you don't want to do it yourself yeah, exactly and so and and what you said is true the revolution 
starts in the mind. We can't just expect to, you know, all, you know, create all these these militias and and just start going at, you know, guerrilla warfare and stuff right right straight away. You know, it starts in the mind. We need to educate people and all that. We need to really have a, a big social change. But ultimately, like in my opinion, um, once we achieve that, I, I I don't believe that we're going to just be able to just kind of um, disillusion, you know, the state and just kind of like pretend it doesn't exist. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I, I mean, ultimately they rely, you know, on they rely on our labor, obviously. But ultimately they're going to retaliate. You know, if all of a sudden the majority of people just decide they're going to stop paying taxes, stop cooperating, I mean, they're going to, there's going to be retaliation. And at that point, we do need to take up arms and defend ourselves. I mean, you well, know, how we, do you defend yourself from HARP? This is the biggest problem. It's they'll, you know, they'll, they'll flood their own country. Northern Colorado had a secession vote and, and the next week they had the biggest floods they've ever had and destroyed all their crops. So right. no, you can't fight No, yeah. I mean, to defend ourselves against, you know, a, a tyrannical state with all this technology, would not be easy, but I mean, like I said, if we are to have any change at all, if we are to stop cooperating, if we are to, you know, start the revolution, you know, in, in our own minds and, and, and try to, you know, um, make any change, there's going to be retaliation. And so what are you going to do? We can't well, just... We can't just die, you know, we, we, or we can't just live on our knees. We, we have to fight back. We have to defend ourselves. And personally, I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. If, if it's for the cause of liberation, I mean, we have to fight back. We can't just let them enslave us. And ultimately, I mean, I think it's going to take, you know, it's going to take an, an, an armed revolution eventually. But I don't think if we just start, you know, trying to have one tomorrow, it's going to work out at all. It starts in the people's minds. But, oh, definitely, man. I mean, um, you know, if, if we did that, you know, pre prematurely, um, we just end yeah. up with with the with the same exact thing happening over again. Because then the you know in in the end the people's mind state didn't change. Yeah. And and like I was saying, the government is just a reflection of the people. Um, mm -hmm. Now, one thing I've been noticing, and and I've been I have a few military friends, is that, um, you know, the the way like you were talking about, it, you know, when when it does come to that down to the point where we where we do start starving these people from their tax, start starving the government, you know, starving the beast, keeping the taxes away from them, you know, alternative economy, where they're gonna finally they're gonna be like, oh damn, now we got to do something, send in the send in the national guard or whatever, you know, the thing is, um, the thing that's encouraging is that. Uh, you know, people are the people in the military as well are starting to come come to these terms, and they're starting to realize, okay, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't have been fighting these wars in Afghanistan. And and how many people in the military were against these wars that they were trying to start up in Syria? I don't know if you saw those those viral pictures yeah. that were going around with those people with the with the papers that was saying why they didn't want to go to war. You know, so the ideas are spreading through the military. Um, but one thing that we talk about a lot on this program, and this is what makes it so time sensitive. And it's kind of relevant too with this announcement yesterday from Amazon about the drones and all that stuff. Um, one thing, it's one thing to have military guys that actually have a conscience. There was a story out about a month ago where there was a guy that found out how many people he actually killed that were civilians. That was, he was a drone operator. And he actually found out how many people he had killed that were civilians and the guy lost his mind. He, he quit his job. 
and um, he he just he was like, dude, I can't believe how he'd kill hundreds of people that were that were innocent, you know. So you know the thing about people is that we, so, you know, most people have a conscious deep down somewhere in there. But um, one big thing that's really really scary, and it's this this whole Terminator um, idea, this whole idea that sooner or later the whole military is going to become automated. It's going to become run by drones. That's when we have the really really big problem. And and because then it's all based on just one guy telling a whole army of drones to go kill people. Then there's well, no the craziest. The craziest part is that NORAD's own missile defense system is now under AI. It has been since 2008. <clears throat> the reason they needed to do that is because so did, so did Russia and China, and you can't have them have an advantage. So all all the nuclear retaliations from the big three are all taken care of by a machine that'll just automatically do it. It's part of MAD. It's mutually assured. Those days are here already. They just haven't built droids and drones to come down and personally antagonize the, the remaining humans yet. Oh, but dude, I mean, didn't, you, didn't you see Star Wars? You know that they didn't know they had that drone army until, you know, it was right. a secret that they had right. that drone army. Right. You know, so I wouldn't doubt that we already, I mean, they, they were saying that there could be 30,000 drones over the U.S. guys by 2020. You right. know, I, I wouldn't doubt that we already have a drone army uh, underground somewhere being built. Um, right. And that's what makes it this whole this whole thing this whole ideological revolution that we're trying to um, bring into this mainstream uh, thought. It's very very time sensitive, and we have to really hurry up. We have to bust our right. behinds to get this thing done because in five years it could be a drone army. You know, ten years down the line, I wouldn't doubt one bit that there's going to be a drone army, and then there's no conscience in the whole thing. Then there's no military guys. It's just you take an order from one guy, and then boom, a hundred yeah. drone, a uh, hundred thousand drones are descending on you. Here's the thing, though. How do you think they can afford to invent all this stuff and make all this stuff? It's because of us. The, the state lives on us. The minute we stop cooperating, and they're still going to have all this crazy technology, it's still, if, 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 it ends, if it ends up to where it gets to a point where we have to fight back because they're going to start retaliating because, you know, we stop funding them, well, yeah, it, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be a bloodbath if it gets to that. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be horrible. But the thing is, like, they literally live on us, like on our dollar, like on our labor. So the minute we stop, the minute we just stop, yes, it's going to be a bloodbath, but eventually, I mean, it, it, through enough, you know, hardship and, and, and struggle, I, I think eventually we could succeed if enough people wake up. But it's, it's, it's not going to be easy, obviously, and we're not going to reap the benefits of it. But they literally live on our. And the minute we stop funding them, is the minute they can stop being able to afford to to make all this stuff. You know, so it's eventually like, they're going to run out of resources. It's like that with every you know revolution throughout history of, of guerrilla warfare and all this. When the people, you know, the government obviously has always had more technology, more stuff than, than the people. But eventually, because everybody stopped paying taxes, everybody stopped cooperating, they eventually ran out of resources and they collapsed. Exactly, and and we're seeing it. We're seeing it come to life right now with this explosion in Bitcoin. You know, people are starting to realize, okay, well, it's time to, you know, it's time to stop paying taxes to an unjust government, to an oppressive government, to an imperial government. You know, it's time to stop funding the empire. It's time to start taking care of our ourselves and our families, and our community. Obviously, you know that that's what we need. And it would make it would stabilize labor practices. You know, I was listening to a show where a guy said his boss was offering to pay in Bitcoin. And he was just going to pay him a Bitcoin an hour, right? Well, that's yeah. 1200 an hour, or it's $1 an hour, or it's 60 or it's whatever. But when you start getting your paycheck in Bitcoin, and you cut the government out, 
and you cut out their fiat system and just go to the worldwide fiat system, I mean, that is going to just destroy the global government machine. That's why they're freaked out about Bitcoin and they're making it into this big scare gag. But it's really going to be the new currency because it's going to go electronic either on their dime, which is RFID chips, or on ours, which is Bitcoin. Yeah, and it's either going to go where it's massively taxed and inflated worldwide, like it already is with the dollar system, or it's going to be on something, uh, something that's out of the government control, you know. And that, and that's one big thing about Bitcoin is that people are putting trust in a system that's um, not controlled by the government, and that's a huge step. You know, it's 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 a it's a step that you know you have to take it out of initially. You take it out of faith, and all those people that had faith at the beginning, look at them now. I mean, my right. um, my little brother's uh, actually my buddy. He's actually here right now. His little brother um, bought Bitcoin. Um, he bought 600 bucks worth a while back. Wow. And he made 13 grand on it. And this is like a a kid that I know, you know, and he he. <laughs> He didn't even know what to do with the money now, you know, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, people are, are the, the idea is, is getting, is becoming more of like a mainstream idea and even of an afterthought of, oh, well, is Bitcoin safe? It's not even really about that anymore. It's just people don't really know what it is. Um, yep. You know, and what it is is basically, it, it's, it's basically like um, a decaying uh, algorithm that slowly uh, increases. And, and so it, it has a, it it has a scarcity to it unlike the US dollar it doesn't have any scarcity you know because they can just print this stuff out of thin air or just right. create it on a computer you see bitcoin you you can't just create bitcoin out of thin air it only it, it it's almost like a decaying uh atomic uh it's almost like a decaying atom you know it it only creates so much uh over time and, and it's it, limited and it, by demand and right now it's at 21 million bitcoins and then they're going to vote and then i'm sure everyone that has bitcoins is going to vote yes in the proxy vote because why wouldn't you? Because then your Bitcoin's going to go up in value. And this is the way it works. It's everyone that owns the currency is part of the board of directors. There's no Federal Reserve. It can't exist. There's no wars for currency. It can't exist. There's no wars for the petrodollar. They can't exist. It fixes so many problems. Well, yeah. Well, this has been cool, guys, but I actually got to go. But it's not talking <laughs> to you. All right, man. Call it. So, uh, you know, we got the whole world coming up. Uh, kind of on the same point we were just talking about. Um, the whole world is kind of blowing up in in protest. I mean, I, I 2013 has been probably the biggest year in the United States for protest ever. I mean, we had two March against Monsanto, March against corruption, March against mainstream media. All these protests at the fast food joints. I was at a protest Black Friday on, uh, at Walmart, talk, telling people how 80% of the Walmart workforce is subsidized by U.S. taxpayers and all that good stuff. Yeah, welfare. We got another big protest coming up at the fast food joints um, because they're tired of being paid peanuts. And um, although I am not really for a minimum wage, um, let's be honest, these people are getting screwed because the dollar is basically worth nothing. Um, I mean, if they were being paid in Bitcoin, they'd be sitting pretty nice right now. Um, but the, the fact is the dollar is becoming worthless and these people keep making, you know, eight bucks an hour, 10 bucks an hour, 12 bucks an hour. Um, and the, the pay only goes up a little bit, but the inflation goes up a lot. And so what's happening is, um, if the U S was still based on a, on a gold back system or, you know, a sound money system, people on unemployment right now, the, the amount of money that it's worth, I mean, the dollar would be worth. Um, a lot more, so people would be making um, a lot more than twenty bucks an hour right now if they were, you know, on a, a sound money system. We got another call coming in. 
um, let's finish this, uh, what we're talking about now. And then, um, the, the, the point I wanted to get to, um, besides the U.S., we're blowing up in protests this year. We haven't had anything really, really huge. Um, we're trying to get something going next year that's, we're hoping for the largest protest in American history at some point next year. But if you look at what's happening in Thailand, there's a huge revolt. Ukraine, there's a huge revolt. Um, the media is, is acting like Ukraine is protesting in favor of being in the EU, which is complete nonsense. Um, the Ukrainians are just mad because their government is a puppet of the uh, Russians. The Thailand are the, the people in Thailand are, are mad because their government is a puppet of the United States. Um, people are just getting to this point now where they're tired of puppets. They wanna they wanna run they you know they wanna govern themselves. And even in a in a you know in a small country like Ukraine, at least they, uh, even if they do have a national government, at least they want that national government to represent them, not represent Russia and the people in Thailand. Right. Same thing. They don't they want their government representing them, not representing the U.S., not representing Wall Street. Um, we got another caller in. Um, how's it going, man? Hey, you there? Yep, I think he, I think he hung up. Uh, I think he dropped off. Yeah, I mean, it just goes back to what we're saying about how people worldwide, even here, are starting to realize that government is a dirty word. It's just like it doesn't work. When you put too much power in too few hands, bad things happen every single time. And we have to just get that, um, not just in our country, but globally, for the consciousness, if there's one thing I wish would shift, it's that, you have to take the power into your own hands and be part of the change. If you just sit by and let it happen, there's really no world for you to be in anymore because the world that has the people that just sit idly by have allowed to come into existence is the hell we live into today. And that can't be allowed to continue for anyone with kids. If they want, you want your kids to have a, a good normal life and not be sterile and be poisoned from a, a tyrannical government. You have to make that change for yourself, if not for them. Yeah, man, and 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 uh, you know, eventually, I, I think it's it's a struggle that's going to be twenty, thirty years in the making. But um, you know, government's a cancer, and when you treat cancer, you don't just treat part of your cancer; you try to eradicate the whole thing. You know, and once we are able to re eradicate it here, um, you know, and other countries will probably join us, and sooner or later, it's going to become a thing where. You know, most people aren't aren't governed by by anybody. They're governing themselves. Um, all right, we got another call coming in. Let's try to get this one. Hey, how's it going? You're on the Anti Media Radio. Who's this? How's it going? Hello, you there? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Who's how's this? it going? Hey, what's up? You're on the air. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Hello. Okay. All right. Uh, we lost another one. All right. Well, it happens. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the world is erupting in protests. Uh, the media, they either try to downplay it or polarize it. Um, just like they're trying to say that Ukraine is they're pro that million, like 1.6 million people are on the streets in Ukraine protesting in favor of the EU. That's what they're trying to say on the mainstream. Right. And I mean, come on, that doesn't make any sense. So we know they're lying. Why would uh, they want to use the euro? The euro is going to crash like the dollar. You know, everybody realizes that on a country level, things are not working. So you need to get even back down to a community level and you need to take back everything using the barter system. You know, people understand now that currency on a global level, it's so destructively manipulated and, and corrupted by the IMF, by the World Bank, by the Bank of International Settlements, and then just 
completely convoluted and perverted by the process that why would you want dollars? Wouldn't you rather just take 500 bucks and buy a big sack of silver coins at this point? Doesn't that make even more sense or even buy a Bitcoin? I mean, anything makes more sense than what's been going on for the last hundred years with this Federal Reserve fractional system. Yeah, man. I mean, it's all part of the it's all part of this this sea change that's coming. Um, all right, we got another call coming in. I don't want to lose this one, but I, we're also right. running out of time here, so let's let's try right. to make this one quick. Hey, how's it going? going? You're on the anti media radio. Hey, what's up? How's it going? How's it going? Um, I actually, yeah, I actually called you guys earlier. Uh, sorry, I dropped off. Um, the reason I was calling you is, is <coughs> excuse me. The reason I was calling you is because um, earlier you were talking about Walmart and how you know everyone turns into basically just blind consumerists on Thanksgiving. And this is what I let me share, uh, share with you with my experience. I'm on the phone. Sorry about that. Like um, this past Thanksgiving, I went out to visit my uh, my parents, my grandparents. I'll just skip all that. But anyways, what I really hated was the fact that they all wanted to go shopping on Thanksgiving. It's like you were saying, the way that Thanksgiving has been going, it's kind of destroying, you know, just our culture. Our, uh... Oh fuck, it's cold. <laughs> Sorry. Um, are you still there? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, but what I was trying to say is um, it's crazy the way that people are acting, and I'm only beginning to recently see this more in the past couple of years. I went to Black Friday maybe a couple of years ago, and I'll never go again. Just the way people act are just completely berserk. Like, I don't know if you believe this, but actually one of my neighbors, her son actually got arrested for attempted murder a few days ago over a fuck. Oh, sorry, over a over a crappy uh, flat screen TV at Walmart. I'm sure. I believe it. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, pe- people get all in these, all together in these big groups and these big lines, and they start acting irrationally. And and you know, a lot of it is done by brainwashing by the media and all this consumerism stuff. Almost everything on TV, all the reality shows. It's most of it's all consumerism stuff. Um, but now the other I thing know, is, that's what I'm trying to explain to my family. I mean, to me, I consider myself one uh, the only one out of the family that's kind of like the outcast because I'm awake because I pay attention to what's going on. And I might not have all my facts straight, but, you know, I listen and I try to tell them, you know, let's just go home. Let's just relax. You know, I mean, like you were saying also, like how Thanksgiving really, it's, people kind of lost the meaning of it. It's just based off the genocide of millions of Native Americans, like you were saying. I've been listening to your um, uh, your show since the beginning about an hour ago. But that's just what I don't like. It's, it's, it's the consumerism where people are just going blind and acting in insane manic behavior. So where it, it kind of disgusts me to live in America. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm proud of where I live. Um, well, no, not really. But <laughs> it's just disgusting the way this country is going right now. It's it's kind of hard to look at. I mean, if you can imagine how it'll be in a couple more years, because it seems recently they just for the Black Friday sales they just keep pushing the date back. You know, just all the way to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that's the, that's our uh, music, man. Thanks for calling in. The show's ending, but uh, thank you guys all for uh, listening. The Anti Media Radio. We're gonna be we're gonna be on uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, eight eight uh, Pacific, eleven Eastern. So make sure you guys tune in. Thanks for listening. So listen, guys. TheAntiMedia.org. Check them out. We'll be back next week with guest Javier Cecilia. He's a poet against the war on drugs. 
because his son got killed, uh, innocent, not even involved with the drug trade, uh, just because prohibition causes violence. So, free- can't imagine that. You know, yeah. it's 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 you know we're all against the uh, the drug war just because you know it's horrible and if. You know, you want to consume something into your body, you should be allowed to do it. But I can't imagine the idea of having your son killed because of this. Yeah, and he wasn't even involved. It was just like, you know, crossfire or something like that from uh, cartels. It's crazy. But check it all out at freethoughtmedia.org. Cyber Monday, it. we've got, you know, people you can support. Hemp seeds, uh, organic, non-GMO, superfoods, and uh, alternative currencies. So... Cyber Monday, freethoughtmedia.org. Go in there. Your uh, portion of sales helps benefit this show. It could help pay for a trip to Palestine in 2015 for journalism um, for me to do. That's our show. So freethoughtmedia.org, KKSM, After Hours, freethoughtmedia.org. You're listening to KKSM, Oceanside, the radio revolution. You're listening to KKSM AM 1320 Ocean Blazer's uniform guitar solo. KKSM.